0: On the Arms Room Show with Glenn and Drew and Gabe and we've got uh, AJ from Overwatch Precision and Brian from Pro2 Customs. Thanks for coming in guys. Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you. And uh, I know last week we said we were going to have uh, a different loadout but uh, we ended up getting be able to get AJ um, in and then Mark had a oopsie poopsie with his truck. Not his fault so uh, he couldn't make it today but uh, no big deal. So uh, anyways, yeah, we're going to, I guess, oh, I still got to do the patron thing. So thanks, patrons, for supporting the show. Thanks for all that you guys do for us that keeps the show going and also make sure that we can do all of our uh, community service that we do. So all of our Stop the Bleed programs and our security and safety uh, assessments and all that kind of stuff that we do for schools and for churches, we can't enhance our communities without your guys' support. So we really appreciate it because we give a lot of those services away at no cost to the recipient. But of course we have a cost and we help to absorb that cost with our patrons. So thank you guys for supporting us. And uh, yeah, I think we're gonna blast through uh, no no news because we wanna get to, uh, to our rowdy round table thing here. So I do wanna go to the independence training gear moment. Top firearm item. If you had to reach into your gun safe and pull out one thing, like, I can't, I can't not have this in my life. And I'm not talking about context of like it's the end of the world, but like you could reach in there and grab one thing and you everything else could be replaced, but this one thing. What what would it be? Brian, what would it be?
1: Well, because thanks to independence training, my medical is attached to my right ankle at all times, I would grab a rifle. Just AR, my little go-to AR. Go-to AR. All right.
2: I like it. Yeah, I can't. I, can't, uh, <clears throat> I don't I think I'm the exact same way. Uh, uh, we did a collab with uh, Psyonix. So it was 14.5-inch mid-length Ethos rifle we did with them. I, I, I'd grab that thing with an NX-8 on it. Fucking can do anything that needs to be done. I yeah. dig it.
3: Yeah. Since it's not an end-of-the-world type of scenario, I would probably go with my... Haley Chasburg, just because it's sentimental to me. Um, but yeah, that that would be my item. Right.
0: Drew, Drew, would you grab out of safe?
4: Anything? Don't say AK. Don't you say AK. <laughs> <laughs> my AK. Oh <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. God it. And it would be her.
4: The one that AK. I built and bought my by my mm. my very first gun I ever bought.
0: Mm. Pre pre Glenn AK. It mm-hmm. was
4: pre Glenny. Yeah. Really. It
0: was. Mm. My, my paperweight b- to carry. That's a good one. I
2: mean, that, <laughs> that
4: means I didn't paint it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah. It is not. It, it is. actually is not. It's just stock. It, it, just is, uh, it is an
0: atrociously atrocious AK. Yes. Wow. And it's all just AK and it's got the AK That's color. Rude. It looks just like an AK.
5: It sounds kh- like an AK. Most are ugly. when you shoot it.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: <laughs> it's from the motherland, so it stays as she is. It mm-hmm. is straight
0: up Zastava. Serbian and it's
2: AK, stupid high cheek weld.
4: I replaced the stock because uh-huh. I my my cheekbones. You know, you know why Serbians have high cheekbones is from AKs. So if you notice, <laughs> <laughs> I have very it's high
0: cheekbones. A, it's an evolutionary <laughs> trait. Holy, that makes sense. <laughs> Just like the
3: uh, longbow archers that started growing yeah. deformed shoulders.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. That's why our cheekbones are so high. Hey,
0: you keep telling yourself stuff. <laughs> it's, it's cute. It's a cute story. My uh, my top firearm item would actually be uh, my my 4570 lever gun that Drew bought me a, a couple years ago, a few years ago for now. Christmas.
4: For Christmas, <clears throat> she
0: got me the uh, Ruger made Marlin 1895 in 4570, which is the first time. Fucking cannonball! It is, but it's the first time in all of my gun life outside of my dad who bought me guns as a kid. It's the first time anyone has ever bought me a gun as a gift, mm. which. In my world of being in guns, it's odd. I've been given guns, business, <laughs> trades, and all that kind of stuff, but, like, I've never received, like, opened up a Christmas package and it was a gun. Yeah. And then I killed um, a bull elk with it during probably one of the most memori- memorable hunts I've ever had in my life, and, uh, and then I took it over to Brian, and he laser engraved this beautiful elk forest scene on it, and it badass to match... Afterwards, I put this Thunder Beast can on it, so now I've got this suppressed um, 4570 that's all tricked out. I'd love to hear that thing, dude. It's fucking awesome. I also just bought some subsonic ammo. I haven't shot yet. I'm actually going to shoot it tomorrow. Those are uh, so bizarre, dude. I want. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> so what's
1: that? You'll what? track the round. Like, shoot. So shooting How many grains? Uh, what?
0: What's it shoot? So, so I, I shoot the Lever Evolution 325 FTX um, from Hornady, and. It's a fucking sledgehammer. You said three twenty-five. Three hundred and twenty-five grains. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Christ. The subsonic rounds are four tens. So <laughs> I, I I only leave the here's the thing though, even with the three twenty-fives, I'm only leaving the muzzle going about two thousand feet per second. But still, so my max range on that, like effective, is about two thirty. So when we went elk hunting, it was like, look, I'm trying to keep this inside of one fifty. To be super confident. I was confident out to 200, and outside of 200, I was less than confident. I was comfortable to about 240, and beyond that, I'm like, I'm not fucking shooting past that.
2: 100-yard shot. He doesn't yeah. have to clean the game. It cleans itself. Yeah, right exactly. Out. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, I ended up killing my bullet 60 yards. So, it was uh, well within the capability of that freaking gun. So. <laughs> what that wound track look like? So, it punched right through him. Yeah. Um, and I, I hit him perfectly behind the shoulder, so I didn't ruin any meat or Good. anything. But, I mean, yeah, in one side and out the other. I was hoping to be able to recover the bullets, see what it looked like. That's too far in the mountain. Fucking no-go, <laughs> dude. Yeah, it was like, it was gone. Some miner will find it. But it was it was pretty, yeah, it was pretty wild, even impact to, to watch because he was at a run when I hit him. So he didn't, like, drop. Like, he wasn't, like, browsing. You shoot him and they drop, mm-hmm. you know. So he's, like, at a run when I hit him. And then he ran a little bit further and I was like, what the? There's no fucking way I just missed, you know. How far did you go? Oh, maybe 40 yards. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. And then when he stopped and he kind of turned to look back at some other bulls that were behind him, and it was just a fucking fountain coming out the other side. So, I mean, that exit hole just left an absolute massive wound channel. (laughs) Did his job. Yeah, and he took, he tried to run again and just dumped. Yeah, it was nothing. Yeah, so he had, I mean, I don't think he had anything left in him. The blood trail was, I thought I had a trail and it had had been a blood walk. (laughs) There was no trailing needed. There were no skills (laughs) required. I mean, there was. Fucking long tissue blowing all over a tree. It was, it was amazing job, how how much damage was done yeah. from that bullet. They make uh, expanding sub rounds for that thing yet or no? Shit, I don't remember what that bullet was that I bought. I think it was a was it a Hornady subsonic? I don't remember what it was yeah, now. They up. do the
1: Vmax. So you get the little Teflon tip oh, that, do they really? that promotes the Yeah, expansion. this thing,
0: I, I'll have to look at the bullet type. I don't know. I just saw Subsonic. I was buying some other ammo, and I'm like, Subsonic 4570, <laughs> yes. <And I'm, laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I had two cart. So I didn't even look at the projectile I'll have to look at it. But, um, yeah, that would be my one gun because, for the most part, I can't really replace that. You know, like, sentimentally, I can't replace that. All my ARs, AKs, long guns. Pistols are all things that's an insurance claim. Mm. You know, I've got some other guns that are heirlooms and stuff, but they're they're kept separately, so I'm not concerned about them. But
2: now, now you're making me feel guilty. I got a, my dad's uh, my dad handmade a, a Kentucky long rifle, thirty eight caliber.
0: Yeah, I've heard the story. Yeah, yeah.
2: and so shit. Sorry, dad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dad. You lost the the no <laughs> Future is now. Yeah. Well, I mean. You know what? One round every two minutes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah no,
0: it's kind of <laughs> a slow reload. <laughs> I think my
2: dad would want me to grab that if I had to grab one.
0: But. Uh, training gear moment brought to you by TrainingAZ.com. All right, on to the fun stuff for today. Rowdy roundtable with our uh, our variety of topics. So um, we're just gonna kind of let it flow as we always do with Rowdy Roundtable. I'm gonna start off with this concept, and that's gonna be I I. Am frustrated at the industry. And I've been frustrated at the industry for a long time. In fact, I think if I could reasonably find a way out of the gun industry, I mm. probably would. But you're all in, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going anywhere. And I'm not going anywhere now. <laughs> but like, but my point is, my frustration is, is the gun industry selling people shit they don't need. I'm not really that frustrated at that. Like when people are like, oh yeah, look at this ridiculous. I'm like, dude... It's just people making a thing. If people buy it, that's the problem is people buying. My frustration with the industry is more my specific part of the industry, which is the teaching part. I believe educators, in fact, I'll, I'll retract that word, demonstrators uh, do a terrible job at having responsibility for what they are teaching. And I've seen some of the most atrociously horrendous shit taught by people with... When, when people without the resumes do it, we laugh and we mock and we jeer and we share the memes and everybody laughs at these morons who are doing silly shit.
1: Uh-huh, it's funny because they don't know. They don't yeah. fucking know, They don't, right? they don't know. They
0: don't know. <clears throat> but then you have guys who have the right resumes and they're teaching the same fucking stupid shit and the same shit that is either out of context horribly or just ridiculous and they're using their platform as a way to kind of push their own lack of knowledge, but because even though it's a lack of knowledge, people look at them as a source of knowledge. And that's really frustrating because then people go out into the world and they think that they have this information. They think that they have the right answer, especially if they paid for it. You know, they paid to go to this class with this Yahoo. And in the end, they actually don't have the right answer. They don't even have a good answer because I think there's a lot of different ways to do things, right? If you grabbed even the five guys I respect the most in the industry, and you've lined us all up and said, okay, teach grip, we're probably all going to teach it a little bit differently, or we're all going to have a different focus on it. Like, I know some guys that I respect that think grip is where it's all at. I disagree. But that doesn't mean I don't think that they're good at what they do. Their, their validity still comes in what they're teaching. You know, I can stand right next to non-cool military guy shooters like Robbie Latham, and we can teach things slightly differently. He believes in slapping the trigger. I disagree. I don't think that that makes Robbie a bad shooter. Mm. He's a so fucking great. Obviously. He's yeah. not a bad <laughs> shooter. Uh, scoreboard. <laughs> yeah. scoreboard kind of a thing, yeah. right? So I don't think that... And I don't think it makes him a bad educator. He just focuses on something that I don't focus on as much because from his perspective, that is a really important thing. Because from his perspective, you already have good grip. You already have good performance. You're coming with a baseline. Yeah, he. if, if Roddy can teach all of us how to shoot better, with a brand new shooter, some mm-hmm. of those concepts may be lost, right? So I don't think he's a bad educator. There's some people who I don't care what context they're drawing from, it's shit information. It's garbage information. It's bad information. It's kind of info that gets people hurt or killed or, or worse, you know, thrown in prison, which I think is worse than being killed. So it's pretty bad. It's <clears throat> There's a responsibility that I think exists that, that really got brought to my eyes like about six months into teaching um, professionally as independence training. I've been teaching before that, but as independence training. I had a student, that our very first student, ever have to use lethal force. And that was a relatively quick time frame, like six months of teaching people. That's fucking super fast. It didn't happen again for like two years. Um, and in that six months, we hadn't taught that many students just – happened to teach a student who had to use a clear cut like case of self-defense holy shit it couldn't have been better like textbook shit 2 a.m my phone rings i pick it up you know hey what's going on like is everything okay kind of thing and he's like hey man i just want to let you know you know this is so and so and uh I started to shoot somebody in self-defense. And my first words out of my mouth was, I'm not your first call, right? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, you, you call other people, right? He's like, oh, yeah, man. Like, I've already called my lawyer. I've already called 911. I've already done all that. I'm like, you're good. You're safe. Yeah, yeah, He's like, just got to tell you, man, like the stuff I learned from you guys definitely saved my life here today. And it was just like, holy shit, man. I was like, look, dude, you got a lot of shit on your plate. I- I'm fucking trying to sleep. Let's talk. Let's mm-hmm. talk when you're ready to talk more, right? We got the full story later. Going to sleep after he hangs up, I'm thinking, man, I better be really fucking careful about what I say. Because later when I found out the things that we had taught that he had focused on, which were good things, but I was like, damn, I better teach those things in every fucking class. There's a weight
1: about it now. Yeah. Yeah, And now Mm
0: -hmm. I have a responsibility, like if I flippantly say something in class, if I'm just If I'm not feeling if I'm not in the mood, right, if I'm not having a good day and I just kind of whatever, phone this one in, this could literally be the event. And since then, in the last 15 years of teaching civilians and law enforcement, military, I can't even tell you how many fucking times. In civilians, I can tell you the exact number. It's not that high. But with our law enforcement and our our military students a lot more, of times that they've come back to us and said, hey, man, this thing made the difference between life and death focus away from shooting and just go to like the medical side of things way more. And we look at how many students we've had that have saved people's lives with basic medical shit. And it's like, man, when we're teaching application of a tourniquet, we better be the most modern, the most effective, the most efficient fucking method. Because if we're not, someone might die. Like that's how fucking important it is to teach. Somebody literally might die if we don't give them the right information. And so that's why I've always broken it down in the past, like, demonstrators, instructors, and and educators, where demonstrators just demonstrate what they have been taught. They're just regurgitating mostly. Um, I had a student ask us the other day in class, like, how come no one's, like, she actually works for Mantis, that company that has a little dry practice laser thing. And and she's like, how come no one teaches the way you guys teach about, like, the vertical stripe and, and engagement areas? And I was like... Well, the professional answer is because, you know, they don't understand what we understand. And she was like, well, what's the personal answer? I go, they're fucking stupid. Is that a better way to say that? They're just regurgitating what they were taught. They've never delved into it themselves. They've never gone and talked to trauma surgeons about gunshot wounds. They've never done any medical themselves. They've never delved into what actually matters in a gunfight. What are the numbers? In a gunfight, like in a civilian self-defense gunfight. Because here's the reality about all these badass cool guy instructors, including us, teaching civilian self-defense. None of us have ever fucking done it. So what's amusing to me about when people are like, oh, guys, gotta be a combat veteran to teach. I'm like, no, absolutely fucking not. First of all, combat is a pretty wide, broad term. Way different. Second, totally fucking different. Way different. <laughs> Insanely fucking different. Way
1: less paperwork.
0: Of me me jamming <laughs> me jamming with someone in a fucking Safeway parking lot with my kids or wife in mm. tow and a Glock 26, you know, is a very different situation than me behind a belt fed with 12 of my closest friends. Mm. You know what I mean? Th- in, a, in an environment where we're like, oh shit, uh, hey you, this is me, let's drop some fucking ordinance on these shitheads. You know, like very, very different fucking circumstances in so many other ways than what I just described. That's point number one. Point number two is to truly understand civilian self-defense, you have to actually fucking study it. And when you sit down and talk with the majority of guys who teach all about, you know, killing people in self-defense or whatever, they don't even know the fucking – most of them don't even know the laws in the area they're in. It's like, dude, I go to different states to teach. I learn the fucking laws in those areas. And a lot of times I bring other instructors in. I've been known many times to go into other states and I'll hire – A local CCW instructor that I vet to to an extent to come in and teach the legal section so that I can fucking know it, you know? And so that our students can get the best answer and not just my little bit of research, but for someone who lives there and carries there and does that. So my point is, like, there's a responsibility that instructors have or educators have to really give a shit demonstrators i don't think they understand anything about responsibility because demonstrators just demonstrate what they've been taught that's all they're demonstrating instructors can teach you what they know educators find solutions to your problems you know very very different fucking things like we consider ourselves educators. we find solutions to problems we will help you figure out whatever it is you need to figure out however you need to get better we'll help you find even if it doesn't involve us we will help you find the solution to you getting better Edu- instructors is, I think, what most of the industry is full of, which is people who can teach you what they can do, but they can't teach you much outside of that. And demonstrators, unfortunately, I see most of the Instagram influencers as demonstrators. Mm. How the fuck, by the way, do they have so much goddamn time to make videos? I'm too fucking busy doing cool guy shit to fucking make videos. These guys make nonstop fucking videos. It's a full-time job. You yeah, teach 200 fucking time. classes a year, yeah. minimum. Yeah. I don't have fucking time to make so many goddamn videos. No. Nope. It's fucking crazy to me. Don't even have pictures for half of them. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, dude, the majority <laughs> of classes we teach. I'm like, did anybody get a picture of anything that just no, like, happened? Nope. If Drew's there, the answer is yes. If any of our other guys there, the answer is yes. They got some really shitty pictures. <laughs>
2: you know what I mean? Uh, th- that uh, the student of yours that did the had the defensive your, your first one, right? First one, yeah. Uh, was he a defensive handgun student or was he your CCW student? So I've taken both those classes and they're both. Pretty extensive.
0: He was a defensive handgun student who had also taken, um, at the time, our Lifesaver class, which was in its infant stages. the IFAC Lifesaver class.
2: Mm, oh, okay. so those were
0: the only two classes he'd taken. Yeah. And uh, fun fact, he uh, shot and killed a guy with a 45 gap. Jesus, are you kidding <laughs> huh. me? The only one in the world. that he, that he <laughs> On the board. Won, <laughs> that he won at a um, raffle. Get out of Dodge. At a shooting event that we sponsored. Really? Lots <laughs> of good little guns. Wait, luck gun. we didn't... Did we donate that
4: gun? No. Oh. No,
0: we did not donate the gun. But uh, an, an online gun... 45 uh, gun, Gap. 45 Gap. Dang. Fucking crazy story. You're it's like one of like gun. three students I've ever had in classes that shot a 45 Gap. <laughs> yeah. We actually had another student that won a 45 Gap at our classes... At one of our classes... Um, donated by the same company, um, they're just trying to get rid of 45. Yeah, right. like, but like they, uh, man, we he later that. had that stolen and then recovered. The cops actually pulled the guy over and he had it on him, and they, the cops were hoping he was going to pull it on him, but they didn't. So, yeah, <laughs> they Took tracks. him. Man, if custody. they did, how many bodies are tied to that one hand? Yeah. <laughs> 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 pretty fucking wild. But um, yeah, so it's, it and it's been every time since then where I've gotten a phone call of someone going, "Hey, man." And even for our military law enforcement, it's like I I'd always try to share those stories with everybody and be like, "This is how fucking important this shit is." Like when we're teaching, there's no phoning it in, there's no fucking around, there's no cool guy. Hey guys, just to burn up some time, let's do a one to five drill. No fuck that gay ass shit. Mm. Do that shit on your own fucking time. I'm not jerking you off in my classes. You are coming here. You're gonna you're gonna get better. You're gonna be. You're gonna learn something new. You're gonna push your own performance as much as you want. I'm Suck not gonna. I'm bit. not gonna. Jerk you off with some stupid range masturbation, where we do a let's let's just do a two 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 drill. Let's just do that in class. Why the fuck? Unless we're measuring, like if I'm Rob Latham teaching a competition shooting class, appropriate
1: measuring splits, measuring whatever, totally yeah,
0: appropriate. Of course. Man. But you're in a defensive class shooting jerk off drills. I don't, I don't know what to fucking say about that shit, other than the fact that it's stupid as fuck. And I think that instructors who are just trying to fill the fucking time mm. with jerk off drills. You know, like, I'll say one thing about, I went to Gunside Academy a few years ago um, to complete one of their classes, a pistol 250, one of their basic classes. And it's mostly outdated shit. And all the instructors are old, retired cops. There's nothing amazing to learn there. But here's what I will say. Structure, they fucking have it. Curriculum and shooter development, they have it. Hmm. Jerk-off drills, almost none. At the very last day of class, you get to have this big, fun, top-shot competition where there's a bunch of silly drills that you run and try to beat other shooters. Other than that, it's fucking structured as hell. And there's very few people who are doing that anymore. Most people are just Willy-nilly running shit. I can't tell you how many how many military and law enforcement guys I've trained with, units and agencies that we've trained with, that afterwards are like, yeah, man, we just got back from this one fucking shooting, you know, shooting school or whatever. It's a fucking joke. You guys did more in three days with us than we did in fucking five days there. Hmm. You know? They had a sh- single-hand shooting for a whole fucking day. Single-hand shooting pistols for guys who don't even fucking get issued pistols. You know, just jerk-off right. shit. Just jerk-off shit. It's like because most military guys are just training you like they were trained in the Mm. military, which is mostly jerk-off shit. And what's interesting to me about resume focus is when people are like, oh, yeah, man, you know, resumes or, oh, this guy was in. It's like, dude, do you like the Postal Service? What do you think about the IRS or the AT? It's the same motherfucking government that's training us in the military. What the fuck? How can you not make this connection? Why is your brain so simple? You can't make this fucking connection. The same shitty fucking service you're getting from every other fucking federal and government-based organization is the same fucking shitty service you're getting from the military. And the military is not full of heroes. It's mostly full of retards. <laughs> Fair. With a few heroes dabbled in. But you know where else you might find heroes? Fucking everywhere. It's like the government uses the military as the enforcing arm of their fucking politics. They're not going to give you... The greatest training in the world. And yet, people think that's where the best quality training comes mm. from. It's like, what about the people who leave there like, um, I don't know, fucking, I'll use a local guy, Mike Panone right? What about Mike Panone down at CTT Solutions? Great freaking shooter. Great educator. Amazing dude. Delta Force, cool guy. That dude, I had had plenty of conversations with. Where he, just like the rest of us say, we learned more from outside the military than we ever fucking learned in. You think that guy learned how to conceal carry subcompact guns in the military? You think he learned how to be as fast and efficient as he is in the military? Sure, he learned some concepts, but not those fucking concepts. You know? So it's like that guy. I want to go learn from Mike not because he was in Delta Force. I like to learn from Mike because of all the things he's done since then. Do you think that, that, uh, that that's a blanket statement though?
2: Typically couldn't cover top tier dudes. Guys guys that have gone on in the military and, and received some really specialized training for a significant amount of time. You know. Yeah, I would say typical army grunts and whatnot. Yeah, they probably don't get the best, best No, training, yeah, I am right, definitely talking about conventional right, military stuff. I think stuff, it's yeah. I think
0: it's all uh, uh well, well okay, so look at look at top tier units. Who are they getting trained by? They go to
3: civilian. They go to civilian trainers. Yeah, yeah they don't that's even get point. trained by the DoD. The DoD contracts out yeah. the, best mm. 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 the best civilian yeah, skydivers, the, the best civilian scuba divers, the best civilian drivers, the best civilian
0: shooters. Yeah. Robbie Latham trains special operations guys. We train them in certain specific things. They, we, you know, our only military clients for the most part of, say, 90% of the military work we do is all special mm-hmm. operations. A lot of that is because they're the ones who still have enough money to do mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. But the other part of that is they're not going in-house to get that training anymore. Mm-hmm. Now, conventional military, they still are. Sure, sure. And so, yes, I'm making a Contextual, blanket statement guess, generally. You know, yeah. But even then, it's, so even in, in special operations, what are they going to train you to do? I mean, half of our instructor teams come from special operations world, and they'll tell you, they'll sit here and tell you the same thing. Mm. They learned what they needed to know. You know, look at Josh, right? Do you think mm-hmm. he's as an amazing shooter as he is today because mm. he was, you know, uh, a sniper in the in the special operations? Sure. Yeah. That's not the only reason. Mm-hmm. He's an ama- That guy's an amazing fucking shooter because Kept he stays it. on the razor's mm-hmm. fucking edge of what is going on in the, in the industry today. Mm. You, you want to know about a caliber? That dude knows. Mm. You want to know about something going on in the industry? That guy fucking knows.
4: Yeah, but he was also shooting way before he was in, in the military. Yeah, he
0: was also a competitive shooter before he even joined the military. Oh, really? So he had a yeah. yeah. basis there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he grew up yeah. hunting
4: yeah. on his farm and shooting for competition, yeah. and shooting
0: trap and skeet competition, so it's and not like rifle competition. He yeah. was
4: bred a sniper right. from the military. He was already, already a good gifted. Fucking
0: shooter. Yeah. Even the story of how he even got into be a sniper is fucking based on that exact situation. It's a funny story, but the the point being is, I think most. Every single guy I know that came from the special operations community and did cool guy shit all does so much more after leaving. And all the guys who don't are the guys that I'm talking about here.
1: Mm. I think to build on the demonstrator versus instructor thing, a lot of Instagram pushes like the CQB and, you know, you you find an instructor, we'll call him instructor for argument, that served time or did whatever, maybe did maybe did special forces, mm. they want to learn CQB from them. And they're going to teach it as a military background mm. instead of a civilian background. Mm. And a civilian clearing your house to get your kid or to get out or whatever is way different than military CQB, which is dynamic entry, air support, all the tools, thermals,
4: flashbangs, flash recharges. Ordnance,
1: Breech charges exactly, and they want to learn from all the cool guys because they got to blow doors open, but I don't know if you've checked we we can't buy those, yeah, allegedly <laughs> so single man clearing so oh. yeah, so Ooh. they they push the they push the sexy topics mm. online because it makes the best videos because they have mm. a whole dedicated video crew, but not, they're not really teaching anything. They're not teaching anything that you can take away from they're not teaching anything that you can build on for your own life which is a walmart parking lot or how to navigate a crowded parking lot to get back to your vehicle because maybe your fight is just to get the hell out of there which you know path of least paperwork that's that might be it yeah you know we don't get drones we don't get thermals we don't get air support i think
0: the other thing (coughs) excuse me that we tend to lose focus on Excuse me, is in the vein of what you're talking about when you're looking at a lot of the tactics and techniques that are getting taught. What are the standards? Like, I have we have three things when we build a, a program, we have three things that we look at standards, measurement, and pressure. Right? What standard are we going to hold people to for this program? I don't care if it's IFAC, lifesaver, defensive carbine, or precision rifle, doesn't matter. What is the standard we're going to hold our students to? How are we going to measure that standard? Are we using accuracy are we using time? Like, or what are we using here? And then, lastly, how are we going to pressure test that measurement so that we can hold people to that standard? So when I'm doing CQB shit, and I'm just running around, with people just shooting targets, shooting targets, targets are never getting checked. Marksmanship isn't being accounted for.
1: Little accountability. Yeah. yeah,
0: there's almost no round accountability whatsoever. It's like, yeah, you came in the in the room, you fired ten fucking rounds, you hit the guy three times, and they were all bad shots. Yeah, you know, it was like I always joke about, like there was a situation uh, with. Uh, the, the once infamous uh, Sonny Puzikas, who used to uh, teach you some r- former Russian Spetsnaz guy or whatever. And uh, he used to teach with a couple different organizations. And there was an incident with him years ago where he went into a live shoot house and shot uh, a student. Um, so the shoot house wasn't cleared. And they were trying to rush students through. The class was almost over. And they were trying to rush students through, which is already a recipe for disaster. Mm-hmm. They didn't clear the live fire shoot house previously. And he goes in and, and ends up, he's with a student and he engages another student. This is a horrible, worst-case scenario, right? As bad as it gets. Here's here's the most concerning part for me. If you could say all the things that are the most concerning, what would be the most concerning to you if that was your instructor?
3: Uh, no PID. Yeah, I was
0: just going to say. Yeah, yeah, horrible PID, horrible right? Horrible PID. Yeah, bad safety program. That's not the thing I'm concerned about. He didn't fucking kill him. Ooh. <laughs> Think about that for a second. <laughs> he didn't on the fucking oh, kill him. He engaged yeah. a guy at close range in a fucking shoot house, and he hit him two out of four times. Something like that. And he didn't fucking kill him.
1: That's a
0: we all think about the safety aspect. Safety, safety, safety. Well, uh, what we're doing is inherently dangerous. Yeah, I'm not saying be dangerous in a live fire shoot house. I'm saying if that were a real-world situation, it's inherently dangerous. P- bad PID Outside, is a concern. Yeah. Safety protocols are a concern. All these things are a massive concern from a class perspective and a maybe tactical-based perspective. But in the end, what standard Mm. does this guy even Mm -hmm. fucking hold himself Mm. to
1: when he actually
0: legitimately fucking engaged somebody, thinking it was a target and did not fucking kill it?
1: Your curriculum is catered to how to win in that situation and the one time that guy did it. He fucking failed. He, fa- he lost. And so my point is, his <laughs> curriculum, <laughs> his curriculum is
0: based on jerking people off yeah. in a fucking shoot house. And I would say that to his fucking face. Those his curriculum cool is based on jerking people off. That is ballistic masturbation. That's fucking finest. It's Ooh. about it's about being a cool guy and running people through a fucking live fire shoot house where they shoot a bunch of fucking targets, and there's probably no standards. Dude, I can't tell you big name instructors I have gone and trained with over the years. And full disclosure, most of the time I don't pay for the class. I'll put that out there because I get invited or whatever, I go to the fucking class, and I'm like, this is the worst fucking class I've ever been to. I've been in class where there's no fucking shot accountability, where you shoot mostly on steel, where you do stupid fucking gay shit, like suppressing fire with a fucking handgun. You get told war stories half the fucking day. The class is, you know, nine to four, not even a full fucking real day, and they jerk you off half the time, so you're really only getting a few hours of actual range Mm -hmm. time. You know, I've been to classes where all you do is shoot drills and drills and drills and drills, and the instructors, special forces, and you go there, and it's just like, it, it just drill after drill after drill after, okay, you guys, now shoot this drill. Go back, reload, come back, and we'll, we'll do another drill. It's like, how is any of this building on anything else? Where are the standards here? How are we measuring anything? We're we're taping our targets, but you, but the problems aren't being addressed. You have someone over here next to me who's literally shooting the fucking sticks 50% of the fucking time, you know, and you're not even correcting that. Because I, I believe, honestly, most of these guys or gals don't know how to correct that. Mm. So it's more like a range day with. I think uh, Pat McNamara uh, said that one time, that a shooting with a lot of these guys is a lot more like it's a range day with XYZ instructor. I can see that. Or, they, or, they, or they, they assume there's
1: a baseline that's already established, and then when they realize that there isn't for half the class, most of the class, whatever it may be. They're just like, well, curriculum says we run this drill for 20 minutes. And then after that, we switch to this drill. If you can't get it in 20 minutes, reload your mags or go into the next Mm -hmm. drill. Maybe you'll
0: get it then. Mm. And there's also a problem that you have in in that same concept where they don't turn students away. Mm -hmm. Like we turn students away. Oh, that class is a, oh, well, I don't meet that prerequisite, but sorry. That first part was all I needed to hear. Like, no, you don't have the experience coming to this class. You come in this class. It's going to eat your lunch. You're not going to be able to fucking do the things I need you to do. And then you're going to fall behind. You're not going to learn anything. You're going to be frustrated. It's not going to fucking work. So you need to come back to these other classes before you can. Sometimes we can flex with that for some students based on other experiences that they have or other similar types of training that they've done. But very rarely will we bend on any kind of frequent prerequisites. And the reason I believe most other instructors don't because they're traveling road shows. They go to a town. They got to fill that fucking class. They got to make that money. And so they're like, oh, no, I'm sure you'll be okay. They don't care as long as they fill that fucking mm. class. We'll get you up to speed. Yeah. And when you look at the majority of these guys' classes that they're putting on, they cancel half of them. They're like, we're going to be in 26 cities this year. No, you're not. You're going to be in eight. You're canceling all the rest of them. You can't get enough fucking students right. because you don't have people that want to do what you're teaching or they can't meet those fucking standards. I don't know. That's the end of my rant. It was a good one. It was a good rant. I was. What do you got? CQB was, last one. They make me laugh. It was, it was valid. Well, and I think that there's there's validity in armed structural movement. Of course, there's validity in on like the civilian you said, side. On the civilian side, there's validity in hey, I need to go save my kids. I need to go check on my kids. There's validity in moving through a structure, even unarmed. There's a validity in I'm in an airport and fucking Terry Taliban shows yeah. up or whoever. Somebody wants to blow the place up or something. Somebody starts popping off. Yeah, I need to move me and my people safely from one room to another room safely. And that's what we teach is arm structural yeah. movement. That's really way more, more practical
1: movement. than you know, breaching doors and... Yeah,
0: and we're not going to teach I, that. Them. We're not going to teach that because it's it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. Looks cool if you get a video of it. If you remember to get a video of it. Yeah, it we, looks we, cool, we, but, we would get that. So. Yeah, i never, <laughs> never get the cool videos.
0: So what do you got, AJ? I know you're, you're chomping at the bit to say something. Oh, else. no. I'm, Come I'm take, on, man. I'm taking a lot of this in. You've got to have a topic. Oh, a little topic. Oh, Things that bother you the most in the gun industry,
1: because oh I'm talking no. about the teaching industry.
0: Man, that's I gotta be sensitive about. No, that. you don't have to be sensitive about.
2: <laughs> me, Just it.
4: don't use names. Yeah,
0: there you
2: go.
4: You can use describing words. Like sometimes describing when I'm talking
0: words. shit, I like to. Uh, I like to, you know, say different names. Like, I won't say the name of someone. I'll say like Schmieldcraft or something like that, for example. <laughs> because no one knows who the fuck I'm talking yeah, about yeah. if I I'll, do that.
2: I'm probably going to shy away from that whole concept. <laughs> but uh, you know, I think I think that um, I think that that this is a good this is a good time for me to give a little little uh, hat tip to everyone in the firearms cust- in the firearms industry who has an outstanding customer service department uh yeah. we you know we we get uh, we get some pretty we get some we get we get a significant amount of ridiculous uh emails mm-hmm. and and my team and and i'm assuming everyone's team mm-hmm. in the farms industry handles them really well people that i saw this meme the other day related to really well <laughs> people that write reviews on ship times uh, and, and general customer service stuff where the people that make these uh, really really intense demands based on ridiculous basis for instance i ordered at 11 o'clock last night it's 8 a.m why hasn't my product shipped and i want a discount you know that right. kind of it's just wow right it, and, it, and it seems to and, and i think as as overwatch grows and our base gets larger we're reaching more people and so because of that if you look at a percentage aspect uh the percentage of those of those particular uh, encounters are going to increase. Mm -hmm. and you know i think it's i think it's pretty easy to deal with monday tuesday wednesday come thursday friday i think sometimes um you know my group may get a little frustrated uh and and then you know then sometimes you know i have to step in and kind of guide them a little bit but just uh you know i i would say customers which obviously we want to make happy and and we're appreciative of all of our customers but just the ridiculous demands that some people make that are all void of any forethought and uh Reality, I guess, you know, and, and, and the amount of time that it takes uh, our group of people to address and deal with when, when we should be doing other things, developing products or working on other projects, you know, things that are going to help the customer in the end uh, outside of that, outside of those ridiculous
0: emails. Do you think it it overall just comes from, like, that Amazon same-day delivery concept in the world? Everyone's so used to just immediate gratification. Yeah, I was just
4: going to say instant gratification is what people are so used to now that sure. it sure. makes it hard for local small business owners to appease that crowd because they're pieces of shit. <laughs> or impatient.
1: Uh, yeah. Just, just impatient, not pieces of shit. They're just...
2: Or they, they think we're a lot bigger than what we are, right? Yeah. And so we're we're a, a, a six man team, right? And so uh, you know I've got a couple group group got a good group of people that does a great job, but there's just some things that are unrealistic for us to do, and that's ship by six a.m. Right? People,
0: yeah. Sometimes people don't get that, but we do our best. So. So then, what like if in the if you were to compare that to the industry as a whole, like you talked about. You know, customer service. And I I think that the majority of people, I mean, I think personally customer service is just slowly dying of a, a miserable, horrible Indeed. death. Yeah. Um, and most most of the time now when you're dealing with people, you end up having to deal with someone who's like, ugh. <laughs> like, what do you want as the customer? You know, it's like, dude, I'm your customer. Like, sure, I, I don't yeah. expect you to, like, lay down the red carpet for me, but, like, how about a normal conversation, right? Sure, sure. So I think that that is what sets companies like you at Overwatch, for example, apart, or even, over, you know, Brian over at Pro2, is the the approach to customer service is based on how can I deliver the customer the best possible product. And even if that means, hey, sorry, man, it's not going to be there in three days because we've got to unfuck this process. I mean, I've been in in Brian's shop plenty of times, been in your your shop plenty of times to overhear plenty of conversations (laughs) about customers and, like, we can't do that to our standard, going back to the whole standards and measurement concept. We can't do that to our standard in that amount of time. And if we try, it's going to suck. No, and we don't want anytime. it to suck. Yeah, we So we, either so like I would rather give them back I mean, there's a conversation Brian and I were having at his shop not long ago where it's like like Brian was telling me, I would rather give someone back their product and say, I can't seracote this for you, than, oh yeah, I'll do it in two days, because it's gonna look like shit. Sure. And I'm not willing to attach my name to that shit. Or Brian it's not saying.
1: degreased or not blasted <clears throat> out or yeah. you know, it's it's
0: not gonna work. Yeah, so yeah. I'd then, take it somewhere else and have them do it in yeah. two days. I can't fucking do that. My name's gonna be on that and mm-hmm. I don't want it.
2: Yeah, we, uh, we, we do a lot of, when it makes sense, we do a lot of pre-packaging stuff, magwells, things that are single color, single color options. You know, we'll, once it comes back from Hannah, we'll we'll sit down and uh, two or three people on it, packaging stuff, bin it, so it can just be pulled and shipped. There's certain stuff like obscure color combinations for triggers, FDE shoe with a gold safety we make per order assemble And, you know, we do it right. We have these real expensive spiral pin machines. We've got five of them. And so each one's set up for a different brand of pistol, and so we try to we take steps to try to make things as efficient as possible. Um, but still, when you're when you're assembling triggers, and then there's uh, three steps QC before it goes out the door, you just kind of that stuff takes time, and it pulls people like Rich, my inventory manager. He's uh, you know he deals with customer service, and uh, you know so when he jumps to the back to do a QC of stuff that Jeremy's pushing out the door, a table at a time all day, you know, steps away from the computer, so it it takes its time away from customer service emails. And so, you know, I think that that we could take less time to complete these orders, but the potential for upset customers increases because mistakes in shipping orders and stuff. So we do things a certain way for reasons. We want to minimize returns. We want to minimize, primarily, customer dissatisfaction. Right. Uh, and then cost. Right. Because then we've got to send a label, ship it back, return it. So, you know, we do things a certain way with X amount of people. And so your time's blocked, like we can only do so much per day. And so I think people I think people expect us to be, you know, two, three times the size of what we are. And so we still do things. We still ship within a couple days, max, even in the busy season, half the time you place an order it's packaged in and shipped in within an hour to four hours, so which is good. But.
1: And to build on the, the downtime, like you have a safety element yeah. when it comes to assembling your products, testing your products. Like you can't just slap it together and, you know, well, hope it works. Yeah. I mean, if you have a dead trigger, you have an unsafe trigger, like that's, that's a problem. Like people yeah. should understand mm-hmm. that maybe it's important to let these people, you know, Maybe, maybe test it one more time, actually. You know what? Take an yeah. extra day. Test it. You know, if, if you told me, oh, you're going to take them all the range. You know what? Even better.
2: Yeah. Take a week. Yeah. We, we have one SKU where uh, we have um, we have two different safeties for one particular brand of a pistol. And so uh, making sure that the proper safety goes into the proper shoe for safety and reliability reasons is extremely important, right? So we take extra time. From the minute those things come into the building, they leave for uh, for annual, come back and assembled, and ship like that. You know, we take it extremely seriously. It takes
1: time, yep. and so nothing's wrong with that. No.
0: Now you had mentioned like customer satisfaction, so here's a question about like reviews and things like that. Do you guys focus on reviews? Like, do you care about? Do you try to get your online reviews that matter to you? No, we
2: don't try to get them. I I feel that if we're just all doing our job to the, um, you know, to essentially the uh, mission of the company, then the positive reviews will come. Also we can't please everybody. Mm. People have bad days. Can't win them all. People are just, they're just shitty. People are people. People are people. (laughs) Right. Remember, when we were talking about mm-hmm. how running a business and making all these different personalities mm-hmm. work together. Mm-hmm. Right. Before we started recording. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, now you, you talk about having hundreds of thousands of customers all with a unique personality. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, some there no matter what we do, right, wrong or indifferent, and people are not going to be happy. And so I accept that part. What I don't accept is when, you know, we make a mistake. If we make a mistake, we,
0: you know, we take care of it, so. But don't you think people are more likely to write a bad review than a good review? Oh, 100%. 100%.
2: Guaranteed.
0: 100%. People are just, sometimes,
2: sometimes, again, maybe they're having a bad day, and this is how they take it out, <laughs> and if you haven't noticed, the world's a little weird right now, so people are having bad days, and so, um, you know, sometimes, sometimes things, get you know, we'll get a bad review, and then we'll reach out, and maybe it, it ends up being a, a improper install mm. on the customer's yep. end and we're super polite, you know, we just want them to have the best experience possible from start to finish. And so, and we don't even ask them to change review. Like we just accept it, hey, that's what it is. We'll take care of these people. You know, they, instead of reaching out to us, maybe they, you know, they go on a forum or they write a bad review and, you know, we we just know that's how it is. The easiest way for us to mitigate that is to do the best job we can internally, right? That way they they don't even get that in that direction.
4: So one of the listeners wrote, has anybody seen the fact page of 2M Fabrication? It was, uh, I wish more companies would be right to the point like that. Others hate it and see it as rude, but if the truth hurts, that's your problem. I've never seen it, so I don't 2M know.
0: 2M Fabrication? Yeah. They make Ooh. automotive parts.
4: It says, check their FAQ, their fact page, and I guess they have a, info here. a policy about it.
0: Oh, <laughs> Any emails asking for this information will be directed to this page. It saves us a lot of time to not answer the same question multiple sure. times sure. per day. Time saved is headers made. to they make headers? Yeah. <clears throat> Do you have blank item in stock? All items are not in stock unless listed below. How long is it t- will it take to get my parts? My email says my parts are shipped, but the tracking number doesn't work. Can I pay more to get my parts faster? I am in X number of states, and I'm told I have to pay extra. Do you ship to blank? When will the parts be in stock? There's tons of fucking questions in here that's, like, already answered. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. fucking smart, actually. Yeah. yeah. That's
4: pretty
0: yeah. fucking good. My
3: me- hang on. My mechanic says these parts don't fit. Can you help me? Your mechanic is wrong.
0: Find
5: a-
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Find a competent one. Seriously. The parts fit, and everything we make are welded on jigs that are tested. They fit
2: that's good yeah, I like nice. that you know I'm, I'm a I, I look at things <laughs> that's good. I, I look that's at a things good one. from a couple different angles and I, and I see a lot of benefit for our particular company uh, having something like this I don't think we're at the size yet to where that's <laughs> yeah uh, and, and so there's customer interaction like I yeah I'm old I guess I like to talk to somebody and so you know would I like to send them to our to that FAq page probably but you know it's good it's good to have that that conversation right my, with the customer
1: my company split because there's usually two different inquiries. There's, there's a fork in the road when they call. It's either, where's my stuff? Because it's always a lead time question, which if I'm picking up the phone, it's, now it's going to take longer. So you're counterproductive. Or it's an artistic conversation, which those need to happen. Mm. I can't relay people to a website if they're trying to match colors or trying to talk art things, which is half the crap we do. But the other half, all of it's answered on the website. I designed the website. I wrote the website. It's there for a reason. Hey, where are you located? I guarantee you, wherever (laughs) you found this phone number, the address is right below it in a form of a link. Mm. And it's going to take you right to it. I'm not MapQuest. I'm doing art things to keep the lead time down. Just Google it. It'll take you right to us. What are your hours of operation? Whatever phone operating system you have, It will tell you. (laughs) Just look. doesn't matter if you're even on Facebook or Instagram. It's there. Every piece of mediocre question is answered on the website. I want to be here, keep the phones open for art, for inquiries, for actual, hey, I saw this in a magazine. Can you do it? Yep, I did it. Perfect. Hey, I want this. Maybe can I add this? Oh, yeah, that would look good. Perfect. I'll come by. That's what I want the phones open for. Not... Where are you located? Are you open today? What's your lead time? All that's listed. You know, it's funny because, like, <clears throat> probably the some of the
0: most questions we get, hands down. We were just
4: talking about this this morning.
0: Are for, like, our, either our free Stop the Bleed class that we do. Where people will be like, ask us the most insane questions. Right? And spend the like, most amount of time, time the most, yeah. Amount, yeah. Like, out of your day for a,
1: for a net This loss. is a
0: free <laughs> yes. fucking class that we teach at our expense. You understand? We're trying to do this as a community service thing, and you're taking my fucking time up. Mm-hmm. And they mention complain because me,
4: it's in Mesa, and they want it in, like, yeah. the central part of Mesa, <laughs> so it's easier or it's to like be the, accessible. It's like, the, dude, the, fuck you.
0: <laughs> it's free. <laughs> or the class will be done, and, the, like, the next day they're emailing, like, hey, where's my certification? Like, oh, my god, Dude, we'll get to it, but, like, understand we also have certifications to do for companies that pay us a ridiculous amount of money to do this. Way more than you would ever even consider paying us. That's how much they fucking pay us.
2: So when you had kids, (laughs) did you give them the book, read them the book, give them mouse a cookie? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It is that concept. Right. It
0: is. So a lot of times, like, uh, I mean, yeah, we'll get phone calls on, on classes that just are not really that big of a deal. And people will, like, want lots and lots of answers. Like, again, I could be spending my time doing a lot of course development or talking to, you know, other clients who have much broader needs than... You asking me a question about whether or not you think the Stop the Bleed program fits you. Look, dude, it's free. If you don't like it, fucking get up and walk out. No one's even going to say anything. Nobody cares. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just fucking crazy shit, right? I, I think, too, like, your point of, you know, people asking silly questions. I think most people don't want to take that time. You know, they don't want to. They don't want to they, look they, it up. They, they, they want the Amazon answer. They want you to go, Instinct? you tell me.
1: Instant gratification of... I don't
0: want to look it up. You tell me. And I think that the more that we... Like, on one side, we look at it from a good customer service standpoint. Where we're just kind of like, well, okay, hey, you're a good customer. You're potentially a good customer, of course. Let me help you out. Okay, and then when I'm real about my business, and I look at my top clients. Like, years ago, I had a business mentor tell me that 80% of your business comes from 20% of your clients, right? And that's roughly pretty true. That means that you could lose... 80% 80% of your business, and you would only be losing 20%, which would give you, however, that much more time to reinvest into that 20%, which would grow it exponentially, right? So ask yourself this question. For the people that bother you with those kinds of questions, like the people bother us with silly stop-the-bleed questions, from a business perspective, generally speaking, what are they equal? Usually, little to none. Most of the time, because like the people that are competent and functional who are going to come back and give you more coding and more, you know, trigger purchases and more training and all that, those people, they don't need someone to tell them what fucking time it's open. They're going to seek that information mm-hmm. out themselves because okay. they've yeah. been doing that their whole life. Yeah. That's why they're sitting where they're sitting. Mm. That's why they're capable why of why they're doing successful. what they're capable of doing. That's why they're successful in whatever it is that they're doing. They're not gonna bother you. It's like I have I have clients who'll hit me up and they'll ask me these just insane questions about dumb little shit. But it's always real broad. Like I'll have students who, well, like, what do you think I should get first, a shotgun or a rifle? Okay, look, that's <laughs> a stupid fucking question. All right, like. But they don't know what they don't know. What's your context? What's all this shit, right? And those types of students who ask really, really broad, huge questions are usually the ones that do very little training with us. My best clients who do the most training with us, their questions are more like, hey, man, I'm looking at the, you know, Daniel Defense 6.5 and the Sabre 6.5 or whatever. Uh, they look like almost the exact same rifle. What's your opinion?" Okay, that's a fucking question I want sure, to answer. Sure. Because this guy or gal has done their fucking research. Mm-hmm. So when I get a question from a student, it's like, hey, I'm trying to figure out, like, what kind of red dot I should put on my home defense gun. Like, I don't mind answering that question because this is someone who's already thought about some shit. They've at least narrowed it down to this. But, like, when someone's like, ah, so I'm looking for, like, I don't know if I should get a red dot or an LPVO, you know? It's like, dude, you're... You, you need to do a little bit more reading. Like, go out and find, like, to Brian's point, go out and look at what time we're open, right? In my case, like, go out and read the plethora of articles that are out there and form some type of opinion and then ask me. Then ask me, once you form some type of opinion. And why you got that opinion. And why That's you got that important. opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's the same thing if I come to you, AJ, and I'm like, so I'm looking at your trigger and I'm looking at Timney's triggers. Which one is better? And you're like, well, first of all, I I think you already know the answer, right? <laughs> and second of all, like, that's not a real question. That's not a real question. That's not a real fucking question. That, that's you wanting me to give you the mm. answer. It's not a real question that you've thought about at all. Like, you're going to call the company and ask them which if how did their stuff stack up to another company? What sure. do you fucking think they're going to say? Well, yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas, if instead, if I come to you and go, well, hey... As an example, Overwatch uses X type of component and Timmy uses X type of component or Apex uses X type of component or anybody, right? Uses X type. Of, why do you do that? Now, that's a question. That's a real fucking question. Sure. And that can help me. And more than likely, that kind of customer is going to be buying a lot of shit from you if you can give they want, them the right fucking answer. They want an
1: actual solution. They want a real solution. Yeah. They're just
0: trying to know, like, dude, I've narrowed it down to these two products. Or they're looking and going, I, I curved versus flat, like from your professional opinion, does it really matter? Like what have you seen? Is, is curved versus flat really a fucking thing? That's a real question. Sure. And they can come to you and say, hey, I'm looking at the tack trigger, trying to figure out what I should get curved or flat. I've always used curved triggers, but I see a lot of shooters that I like, you know, they're doing really well using flat triggers. Is there really something to that? That's a, that's a real that's, question. Yeah.
5: Yeah, for sure. You know,
0: versus what color should I get? Or Mm -hmm. like, dude, orange.
1: Who fucking cares? Yeah, that's my favorite question. We get that all the time. Yeah, I mean, you're in the color business. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's (laughs) what we do. What's the most popular color? Black. Look around. (laughs) Yeah, look around. Look around. Still black. Every gun comes in black. That's why we exist, because, you know, that's boring. Oh, what's your second favorite? FDE, we're in the desert. <laughs> yeah. Everything's dead out here. Everyone wants, you know, poopy tan. Like <laughs> what do you what do you actually like what poopy do you tan. want? That's a better question. What do you want? What are you striving to get? What kind of role is, does this rifle serve? Is it flashy? Is it a competition? Do you want it to match, you know, you want to do NASCAR things and go fast? Do you want it to blend in? Like what do you want from it? Do you want it to be like, a showpiece or, or are you just into yeah. guns and, you know, all guns should be different just like every room in your house should have a different Feel and vibe and color. Like, what do you want? Don't ask what other people are doing. Everybody's boring. It's black. It's tan. Maybe green if they're you know. What, what color do you like? Well, I like prison pink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's get weird. Like, yeah. Let's go. Let's go right to rainbows. And then it's like, because then that's usually then they'll usually start laughing and like, okay, I'm asking dumb questions. Let me turn this. Uh, Hey, I saw this on a video game. Can you do that? Absolutely. Now we're getting somewhere.
5: Mm.
1: And the reason
0: I'm I'm asking this is because do you think that like other things in life, like we were even talking about like, you know, raising kids earlier, right? Before we started recording. If you allow things to happen, then they just keep happening. Mm. And in fact, they fucking multiply, right? So this is kind of like if you give a mouse a cookie thing. So Mm -hmm. it's like if I allow clients to keep asking stupid fucking questions. And there's a difference between someone who legitimately doesn't know, and you can tell that pretty quickly, um, versus someone who just wants you to give them the answer. They just don't want to go out and look at anything on their own. And again, I can appreciate someone coming to a professional for an answer. That's what I do for a living. I give answers, right? But come to me with some kind of forethought. It's like if someone looks up our catalog of classes, like which class should I take first?
1: Mm. Are
0: you fucking serious? We have like 30 fucking classes on
1: Probably something that says beginning.
0: Yeah. Or or, or basic. Or or they start with that. Keywords help. (laughs) So it's, but my point is like, dude, this is, these are not real questions. This is you just like your mom never made you find the fucking information for yourself. Mm -hmm. Your dad never made you solve any fucking problems. And now you just go out in the world and you make everyone else give you the fucking answers. And so like for me, I just feel like if we continue to allow that to happen in customer service, then we continue to allow those customers to exist. Which is kind of a shitty way to think about it.
3: No, it's true though, because like on the odds, on the, the questions we're looking for is like, hey, I've taken basic handgun, CCW, and close contact handgun. What is my next progression of skill? And then we'll but be that's like, context. oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And, but most of the time, it's like, hey, my buddy, he's never shot before. I want him to come to a class. What do you guys offer? To yeah. the title. Basic handguns.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's what's frustrating. Like sometimes you I'll know? get calls. It's like, hey, you know, this is Glenn. Hey, Glenn, I was just looking at your guys' website, and um, yeah, I was kind of confused about some of your class. Can you tell me about what you guys do? No, man. That's why I wrote the fucking website and the Instagram <laughs> and the Facebook and the YouTube and all the videos and all the shit, bro. It's not that fucking hard to figure out what we do.
4: My favorite is when they can't fucking sign up because they're too stupid.
0: Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I literally tell people, hey, man, I don't know if you're the right student for us.
4: Literally, like one of my <laughs> biggest complaints with this whole situation is people are so spoon fed so often, mm, that's and people what it is. Yep. people will jump across anything to appease fucking brats, like little brats that grew up that never got whiny disciplined. bitches. Yeah, mm-hmm. that didn't and then get then they disciplined. Write yeah, <laughs> and
0: then they write reviews. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Well, and that's so the problem a- is, is I get these emails all the time. They're like, "Hey, so um, can you sign me up for this class?" No, the fuck I cannot. That's why we have a fucking website. Yeah, Go fucking. Yeah. And literally, I just copy and paste our link. We spend a lot of send time it. sending links. Dude,
2: it like, yeah, to
0: me. Now I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: AJ's searching for validation.
0: Listen, AJ, for the 10th time. Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm we have a website. On <laughs> on I'm so just thank you guys.
4: Because
0: this is the opportunity.
4: AJ does, AJ does text me. <laughs> last
0: minute, though. It's always
4: the last minute. No. You got room?
2: Because my life is scheduled. No, and And that's fine.
4: I'm talking about people who have been to our website (laughs) and read the class description and don't go to the enroll now button to the right-hand side. (laughs) Because all of our... We have a new website, so everything works perfectly.
0: Yeah, For the most part. Yeah. We still find some gaps every now and
4: then. Every now and then, but it's a brand new website, so it was completely redone. But... There's literally a link to enroll now, or a link that takes you to the enroll now, where it says "click here to enroll now" or "enroll now" button here. It's like, come on, you fucking retards!
1: Can always tell, like on a website, if they've if they've been bombarded with customer service or just retards. That, for instance, ours, <laughs> they like arrows. It's the same machine. thing. There's like <laughs> glowy things, flashy yeah. stuff, and like, you know, we. Well, how, how do I start a Cerakote order if I need to mail it in? If you look on any page on the website under Seracote colors, FAQs, anything, there's a link every screen height. So I measured the average screen height in pixels, and there is a link visible on no matter what your mm. screen size is anywhere. doesn't matter. You're going to have at least one link. Most of the time, you're going to have two. See that
4: AJAK right up front? Right up front and center.
2: The funny thing is, is <laughs> I hand Brian bags of prototype parts
0: to Cerakote. Right. I don't click links or
2: Yeah, I was like so that's I've done it through
0: the website. So that's AJ. different There's a website? I just that's go by the shop with a six pack of beer. I don't yeah. know why that's funny I, approach. I, is I, by, I just throw That is in the, the back door.
1: <laughs> he's got the he's <laughs> got he's got the he's got the key <laughs> to <with> the fast. pass. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> You show up a beard, so like, all right, buddy. Like, we'll can get it we done. make this
0: holster real quick? Here's a six pack. Of
2: That's the funny. I did yeah. know this
0: motherfucker. <laughs> make this Ulster, be When we were we
2: developing our, our Hellcat trigger kids, like we need to go shoot, right? And yeah. so I'm like, I got six employees. Mm-hmm. We need holsters. I just rolled in with a gun. I'm like, hey, yeah. help!
1: <laughs> well, no one at this table is is subject to, to what we're bitching about because we're AJ's
4: like never gonna text me again. Uh, yeah, like I'm
1: gonna have to really think
2: about that. It <laughs> yeah. um, it's gonna be really important because <laughs> you're gonna be calling me all kinds of names on the next podcast. <laughs> there's this one guy. We're not gonna mention his S- name.
4: J but it, it sounds like
0: AC Wessler. <laughs> well, I think too that there's there's like a. Like, I'll have, if I have a, a, again, a, 80% of your business comes from 20% of your clients, right? So if I have one of my 20%, hit me up and go, hey, man, I'm kind of crazy busy. Uh, I'd like to hop in the defensive carbine class this weekend. Can you just handle that for me? 100%. Easy day. Totally. You're, of course. Yeah, man, you fucking do tons of business with us. You, I'm not saying you get privileges necessarily, but you get privileges, right? Like, yeah, man, I'll take care of that. I know you're super busy. You're running a massive company or whatever it is. I got you. You know what I mean? So I don't mind doing stuff for people that are regular clients. I do a lot of that. I have lengthy, lengthy phone conversations, email conversations, tech conversations with clients all week long. Listeners who call me. I literally tell people, call me if you have a question about something. And I'll talk them through people. I Talk them through stuff. I have no fucking problem with that whatsoever for people that are putting in.
1: Yeah, those are our people, though. Right? Yeah. Those are yeah.
0: already our people. It's, the people we're primarily talking about are like the people that aren't ever really going to be part of the people. The no. people that aren't ever really going to be part of the business. One and done. Yeah, like, yeah, they're going to come to a... Those no are our offense, basic handguns. Yeah, they're going to come class. to a CCW class and am never going to see them again. It's like, for us, man, CCW class is a loss leader. You're kidding me. That is, That is the best you know? CCW class we've ever taken. It's all day. Yeah, it's a great program, yeah. I, I think, you know, especially compared to these... Phone and faggots Yabla and do it for fucking cute. two or three hours and keep no. no. people shy. in a classroom and Over kicking Zoom? out the door. Do it on
1: a Zoom meeting. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I again, heard, I heard that, that was a thing.
0: That goes back to my whole, you know, those are demonstrator people who aren't taking shit here seriously, man. I have been subpoenaed to appear on behalf of students who've been involved in shootings. Mm. I am an actual certified expert witness. I've had, I've been paid to go be an expert witness. I've never had to go to court yet at this point, but I've had to give all kinds of crazy fucking official statements and shit like that, like. When you're training with someone, don't fucking forget that. Yep. They may be the one making claims and, sta- and who, what's backing them up and what information and knowledge is backing them up. Because this is important, you know, that same kind of concept, right? About like, yeah, if you're phoning it in on some freaking two or three hour, you know, CCW class, it's the same, same freaking problem. But yeah, for us, a CCW class is mostly a loss leader. That's not our wow. bread and butter <coughs> <coughs> wow. at all. That's for a, a lot a of people, class. it's our bread and butter because it's a volume game. You mm-hmm. know, we had thirty people Tur- in a CC. Turn you had thirty burn. people mm-hmm. in a fucking classroom. Yeah, don't pretend like you're an amazing like instructor three hours. because you you read a fucking PowerPoint for three hours from the people.
4: NRA.
0: Yeah, or yeah. whatever. Yeah, you you read a fucking PowerPoint for three hours and you kicked everyone out the door with their shit. You're you're not an instructor. You're just a fucking regurgitator. You're a demonstrator. That's not that fucking hard. I can hire a monkey to do that. You know, that's why we get a lot of the contracts we get is because we don't do that shit. That's why we get some of the medical contracts we get because. Yeah, we're teaching certification level ship or we're teaching it better than the people who teach it from the certified, you know, method. It's boring as shit. We don't do that. Different story. We don't phone it in. So that goes back to, you know, kind of even like good customer service of we do encourage people to give us good reviews. I wouldn't say we pay. Like, I see some people are like, we'll give you a $20 coupon if you give us a good review. I don't know. That that seems like buying a review. Yeah,
1: a but, bit, but liter- we definitely, literally buying a review.
0: We definitely yeah. encourage people and we get a decent amount of like Google reviews and stuff like that um, from going back to our clients and reminding them like, hey, give us a review. And we don't have any bad reviews. We also don't sell a product really. So it's a little bit easier, I think, for a service-based company to get that, to get good reviews. But I would definitely say that It's something to consider doing to encouraging people to give those good reviews because, yeah, you have one like one person who has a bad experience. Maybe they're having a bad day and maybe one of your people had a bad day or maybe just shit didn't work or whatever. People are people. People are people that they won't shut the fuck up about it. They'll tell everyone about it. Mm -hmm. So you got to encourage the people who have good experiences Mm -hmm. with you. To give you good reviews yeah, as well. no, what's good that
4: rule of thumb it takes um one negative experience but then you have to have like 30 positive experiences to outweigh that negative experience i believe is like the rule of thumb so more people want to talk about the negative than they do the positive sure. so oh, yeah. absolutely people yeah. are so much more quick to go run and leave a negative review than they are about a real positive review so
0: Hi, right, gab what's your topic
3: I mean, we've kind of been talking about it all day, but it was just kind of more specific, like stop doing shit out of context, you know, and specific to training, like that drives me absolutely nuts. If you ever had a course with anyone and they're having you do something and they can't give you a why, why are we shooting in this position? Why are we moving this way? Why are we handling or manipulating this way? And there's no why it's just do it this way fucking leave because they have nothing to give you. Absolutely nothing to give you.
1: So the equivalent it's, it's, of a teacher working off of a worksheet. Exactly. Just yeah. fill in the blanks. And, yeah, you know, but you that's so
3: much of it, right? And it's like, I don't even know how you can call yourself. Well, they probably don't call themselves. Like you said earlier, the whole educator thing, like you're not educating people, right? Because it's a two-step process. They have to understand the why, so that way they can implement it. If they don't understand the why, then there's, there's no context you know, to it. Regurgi- we see drills yeah. all the time zero fucking context. I can just observe it from a hundred yards away and say, yeah, they they have no clue why the fuck they're doing that. They're just doing it because they saw the guy do it that way. You know what I mean? Everything we do in classes, there's, this is why we do this this way, because it has these benefits and it works 90 or a hundred percent of the time. Simple example, how we rack the slide instead of using a slide release. Those get stuck. I mean, you guys both work with handguns a lot. They get stuck. They're super tight. They're super small. The, the actual they're locations. Stops. Yeah, They're in different the locations. Mm-hmm. Based yeah. off your hand size, you can't reach them on a certain mm-hmm. type of gun. Sure. But work, what works every single time? The way we teach to rack the slide, right? So those little things to me are a huge fucking deal.
2: Especially when they matter.
3: Exactly, because those are the things that matter. If, if I go to slide lock for some reason and bad I do bad. need to put in a bag, in, it's already a bad fucking day yep. that I'm at slide lock. But now, (laughs) if I'm trying to fumble fuck, (laughs) yeah, a lot of paperwork, but now if I'm trying to fumble fuck that slide release, this is time. And if I'm reloading, we can probably, uh, you know, confidently say that the problem isn't solved yet. Mm -hmm. So now it's just a shit sandwich. You know what I mean? Those are things that could have real world implications like what Glenn was talking about earlier. But people don't give a shit about that. You know, they just give a shit about but that's a good wearing as, fucking Only G3s and teaching a concealed carry class uh-huh. with full kit on. Yeah, dude, you're a fucking clown.
1: Yeah, you're cool.
3: You know sure what I mean? Not. Well, we
0: see that kind of shit on the range all the time. You know, we'll, we'll kind of <clears throat> observe, not with the intent to, to ridicule, but we definitely observe different programs and different courses being taught. And you'll watch a bunch of students dress normally. Yeah. And then two or three instructors, you know, dressed in full fucking multicam with kit. And I'm like, how come you're dressed head to toe like you're in a fucking war zone and your students are dressed in regular fucking clothes? Now, if your students are also dressed that way, well, that makes sense. You're probably teaching them about this kind of stuff. And that totally makes sense. But if you're not doing that, then why are you fucking dressed that way? It was like, I observed a, a thing the other, a couple months ago, I guess it's been, that you know, the internet rears its ugly head about all kinds of weird shit, especially in the gun world. And at this particular time, it was some video that got posted about, like, downloading magazines from 30 to 29 or 28 rounds, right? It's been a standard practice in most people for fucking ever. And there was a couple guys who had the resumes, who jumped on and were like, this is fucking stupid. 30-round magazines should have 30 rounds in them. 17-round magazines should have 17 rounds in them. The end, you know, if you can't fucking seat the magazine with that many rounds, then you're fucked up. And I was like... Clearly, your exposure to shooters is limited.
3: We see so many over-insertions, it's fucking we crazy. We see
0: over-insertions. We see under-insertions. We see all kinds of fucking problems related to people that are trying to seat full magazines. And they get so used to jam that fucking magazine. I've fucking seen countless <laughs> magazines fucking fall out. Competition, Brian. I mean, fucking mags. Do we see fucking fall out? I mean, every match. Every match. Every yeah, match. Someone's yeah. magazines fucking falling out because they didn't properly insert That's it. True. Usually because it was too full or they didn't use a simple push-pull technique. Like... Push-pull is the easiest fucking way to insert a magazine. I don't know why everybody doesn't do it, but it's a serious fucking problem. So there's all there's little things like that where they become it, – it, it's out of context. It's like, yeah. that's cool. So in my ladies AR-15 101 class where Drew and I are teaching women how to put – uh, a magazine into an AR for maybe the very first fucking time on a potentially closed bolt, and I've got some you know forty or fifty year old lady who doesn't have great arm strength, hand strength, whatever, and she can't seat the magazine, or I strip one round out and she can seat it a hundred percent of the time. Why the fuck would I not do that?
1: Yeah, sounds like a solution. Are you telling yeah, me that one, that one bullet, one bullet's person.
0: gonna mean the difference between life and fucking death? This is a Jason Bourne movie, dude. One bullet doesn't mean the difference between life and death. Just fucking doesn't. So. The problem, like you're talking about, is context. Yeah. And it's it's doing things out of context and always asking why. Yeah. Why do we do things?
2: What if you had a 32-round magazine? You specifically made a 32-round mag- magazine. Settle down, Daniel DeFence. So, oh, no. So you no, can that's, load that's, that's on that's a, a that's, closed that's, bold MP5 no, magazine. No, oh, the this is okay. OMAG. There's an OMAG Actually, it's no longer the OMAG. Oh, it's not? No, there was, there was some things. But oh, okay. it's now the Mod 2. We made, we made a, a mold revision. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. But we did the exact same thing with that MP5 mag. So
0: now, that's a totally different story because then that works. That's yeah. a solution to a problem. You're
1: answering a solution to a
0: platform. Yeah. Like yeah, a the, mechanical the plat- solution. The yeah. platform <laughs> problem to an MP5, just for anybody who doesn't know what the fuck we're talking about. You cannot put a magazine into an MP5 with a closed bolt. Fucking game over, end of story. You, you have, have to open down the, down bolt. the bolt. In order to insert a fucking magazine. Or Or, download. Or download download the magazine. But if you put a fully loaded fucking magazine into an MP5 and try to charge it, you're in shit shit city. So you've got to make sure that you either, A, open the bolt, insert your magazine, close the bolt, and engage. Or you've got to download the magazine your solution was specific to a platform problem. Indeed. yeah. yeah. Indeed. Now, the whole Daniel Defense thing. Yeah, the Daniel Defense magazine, <laughs> that's what I thought you were that was, referencing. No, dude, no. That was funny as fuck. <laughs> yeah, but, so for you guys who don't know, the Daniel Defense 30-round AR-15 magazine is actually a 32-round AR-15 magazine so that you could download the magazine from 32 to 30 and still load it, which to me is a solution without a problem because this isn't a platform problem. This is a problem with inserting a magazine on a closed-bolt and the difficulty getting the magazine to see So now it's like, okay, cool. I can have a thirty-round magazine, but you didn't. <laughs> you didn't solve the problem. You just gave me more. I'm still downloading the motherfucking yeah. magazine. Yeah, still No down matter down. what yeah. you it's do, still down. Make it a forty rounder. Let's download to thirty eight. <laughs> like I don't care what you do. I'm still downloading the fucking yeah, magazine. Uh, so it's not again. I'm not buying anything yeah. by having 30 rounds, in my yeah. opinion. So, in that case, if I'm really concerned about ammunition, why am I not running fucking D60s? There you go. Yeah, you exactly. I mean? <laughs> go. If if this I'm is really a, concerned about how many rounds could, I have. Or you could be that
1: you could be the king of day drinking and tinkering, like my shop is, which is you just trim your followers a half inch. On all your PMags mm-hmm. that you use in competition, mm-hmm. and they go right the fuck in. <laughs> <They> go, <laughs> they go. that's also they, they go with, yeah. with zero feeding issues. You zero feeding. Real. If you want
0: to nerd out like Brian Dang, does, a lot it. of things. That's it. The huh. only dude I've ever seen who can Ear actually helps. make a vepper work.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I mean Dissident. 12, dissident does good. Dissident yeah.
1: does good. Let's let's give them homage, but I'll do it with I'll do it with a six pack, and they do it <laughs> six weeks and <laughs> thousand dollars. <Yeah. laughs> So I I think context it kinda
0: dials into what I was talking about earlier, which is the problem always is gonna be context. Context yeah. is everything. It's what we say in class, it's what I say on the radio show all the fucking time on the podcast, all the times is context is everything. Yeah. Do I need an overwatch precision trigger? What's your context? Yeah. Do I need uh, you know, anything from Weebly? Do I need a different holster?
4: Yes, the answer is always or, I'm sorry, yes. pro two customs.
0: <clears throat> That's my, my name's ingrained in my head. Same. But You know, do I need something from these guys? Context is everything. Right. Yes, I send the majority of our clients down to get shit done by Overwatch or Pro 2 most of the time. When the context, context fits them. Yeah. You know, because, yeah, context is everything.
3: I mean, we get asked that question, those types of questions all the time. Whether it's helmet setups or weapon setups or gear setups. You know, do I need this XYZ strobe or... Life or you whatever. To, you have to have context. Like, I mean Are you you know, I see a lot of guys running around with ATACs mm-hmm. on their plate carriers. Regular dudes with ATAX. And A-tacks. I'm like 100%. I'm like, brother, what are you controlling or yeah. communicating to? Yeah. Nothing. They're not. You They're know just what I mean? flipping Rudy. their
0: phone down. Dude, I saw a security Look, guard with one the other day. You know what he I mean? He had the fucking like, vest on. He had an ATAC set up. So he had his phone on and he was just playing a fucking video game yeah. on his fucking... Wow. On his a, play carrier. That's good context. I'm like, that's good context, I, like, a good yeah. context, I suppose. For, for him, phone, then... Yeah, sure, dude, yeah, plus he you know? was dialed in as a security yeah. guard. You know? the yeah. Guy yeah, probably was like super
3: good shave, all that stuff. Oh, yeah,
0: he was a big old fucking fat guy, of course.
3: Yeah, no, it's just... That kind of stuff drives me up the fucking wall. I mean, you see it in everything with... Gear, weapons, accessories, you know, whatever you want. And it's always, like, very specific items made for a very specific purpose that are being used out of context. Mm-hmm. The ATAC is one of those, you know.
0: Yeah.
3: I don't know. That, that's just, like, my biggest pet peeve. It drives me Fucking nuts. What
4: the fuck? Yeah, dude, he's pouring that? beer
0: in his orange
1: juice. I do, beer, I, I do beer moses, boys. I don't do champagne. <laughs> <laughs> that's, some, beer that's some next level
2: shit right there. <laughs> the fucking Cerco fumes getting into Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's fucking. All fun.
1: chemicals.
0: Pouring Miller highlights into his fucking orange juice. <laughs> he's he's been like doing it. it all. He's been doing it the whole
1: show, and he's, I've been staring at him the whole time. He's like, get, yeah, get on my level. You yeah, don't get along <laughs> with champagne. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't have a lot of limits, and champagne's one of them. <laughs> Can't do Jaeger. That's my fighting booze, and I can't do champagne. That's hey, man, that's his is loving booze. That's, that's good. There's not weird. a lot of limits, but those are two of them. <laughs> <laughs> Stay in now LA. Now I know. Now I know. Now
0: I know. Oh, it's gross. All right, so you have, do you have a topic, Drew? I do. What is oh, your boy. topic for today? Oh, everyone, take a Get seat. Get ready.
4: Y'all are going to need new drinks for this one. AK. This okay. That's going to be a long retweet. time. Oh, man. My thing is, is put your motherfucking shopping carts away, you fucking Ooh. piece of shit <laughs> assholes! Oh man! Oh my god! This is a pet
0: peeve of mine. This is how I, I didn't literally know we were going off. I judge people. Off I literally I gotta, judge. I, got I literally judge people Dude, by whether or not they put their shopping carts. So Dude, you're a low life. If you leave that thing I off there fucking shit.
4: Fucking had you to better go have a
0: goddamn good reason.
4: So I've been to the baby
0: is on fire. That's (laughs) an an acceptable reason. I have to go.
4: I literally have been to the market. I don't know. Probably a dozen times over the last week or so getting food and everything else. And it's like, I don't know what the fuck people are so fucking self entitled for. Mm -hmm. Like I get that they pay people to come and collect the shopping carts. But leaving them out like little grenades everywhere yeah. so people oh. can fucking Well, they got to get in their them. car
2: so they can write a bad review Dude, on a shipping time.
4: They, Damn. yeah,
2: right? Yeah, they right, right.
1: <laughs> shit on AJ. <laughs> your, li- your lines are Your lines This are too cutting six hours. <laughs> Where's my product? One star because I can't give you they, zero. They go on that their that their lines were too long because all their staff is out there collecting carts oh, because they're right? littered in the parking lot. Oh line.
4: my <laughs> gosh! So no one understands. Literally, cause and I pull into the mar- parking uh, the market to go park. Right? I can't because there's a fucking shopping cart in the middle of this. You know, parking spot. Then I go to the next. There's another fucking shopping cart. Literally, when the shopping cart return thing it's is right next
2: to it. Right fucking
4: yeah. next to it. Oh yeah. my gosh.
2: Some people just want to see the world burn. Some oh my gosh. That's how I literally,
4: I saw a Sad lady uh, that I had already gone to the market three times that day, and so I had to run back my third time. And this lady is loading her groceries, super fucking Karen. Karen haircut and everything, like to the T. Fucking caring. You're not
1: judging. Perfect.
4: Uh, was it a minivan? No, it was Cross one over. of those uh, SUV. <laughs> it was like a Sequoia or something. Oh,
2: getting closer. In- That's pretty close to a <laughs> minivan. Yeah,
4: so I I always like to pull into where close approximate to where the shopping cart returns are, just so it's easy because I usually have kids and so I'll I just, have to, like walk away sure. from the truck. I literally
1: drive around until I can park next to one. So,
4: yeah, I try to get as close as I can because if I have to leave the kids in the car and like walk mm-hmm. and whatever, so. She, I'm pretty close to her, I'm like two car uh, spots over, right? And she's uh, across from me on the other opposite end. So she just has to walk across the road and shove it in there. That stupid motherfucking dumb bitch takes that fucking cart and literally puts it right next to the parking spot next to her. And I go, "Uh, are you going to walk that over and fucking return it? And she goes, she looks at me and she scoffs and i'm like that's pretty rude for you to fucking leave it in the middle of a parking spot on christmas fucking eve by the way you dumb bitch like i know you're out here trying to get food for your fucking family but let's not be we this all total cunt and just leave it for somebody else to have to deal with it
3: i like you this. know in the same vein
4: i hate people
3: in the same <laughs> vein Saving of my that cabin. <laughs> people are people people i fucking
4: hate people who
3: walk slowly across the fucking crosswalks like in the store parking lots. <laughs> you want to talk about intrusive thoughts coming into <laughs> your head? When I'm sitting Sunday, when I'm sitting there and they're just like facing their fucking phone, walking slow as fuck across the I just want to run down.
2: The only thing the <laughs> is is the is that bothers me more, only thing that bothers me more than, than than Drew's topic are those who go to Costco during Thanksgiving week to eat, not to shop, and they leave their carts right in the middle. Uh, my wife doesn't like to go to Costco with me because I full blow Titanic ram <laughs> No, I'm, I've been in several verbal applications at uh, the Costco. Uh, listen, this is extremely inconsiderate. Like, that's, you want to come here and feed your, your like, great. That's got no problem with it. Just be considerate and just get out of the middle of the fucking aisle. That's so all. To, it's not much to ask, right? Yeah. To that thought. Because there's I a will... line of people. And we just want to get stuff and get out of it because we have other things to do. Right. And people Our literally leave it right closer. in the middle. So I'm like, hur, hur, <laughs> so <mad. laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did you leave your cart in the middle? Of the aisle? So I'm probably, yeah. I'm <laughs> not saying that's the right thing to do, but the whole, you know, adrenaline and testosterone. testosterone, it's in it. testosterone it's in that's what we were talking about what, earlier. Yeah, and it's like,
4: <laughs> just, uh, and that honestly, In all honesty, though, it's like, how hard is it? to walk a couple more feet to return your cart versus leaving it in a parking space that now nobody can utilize. And now you have to play this drive around looking for parking spot games because people leave shopping carts and then it's like if one person does it, it's like a moth to light. Mm, all sure. the other people will yeah. leave their carts in that one little parking space, yeah. and then all I'm not, of a sudden, there's I'm like not three I'm not making or four. a problem.
1: I'm just contributing to something that already exists. It exists so it's right? so it's less Don't no, my problem. It's less it's my, my problem. problem. It my problem. So Some prick did it first, so I'll do
4: it. And then my other frustration <laughs> the is the moral people, decline of
1: America. <laughs>
4: people leaving their trash in their shopping carts, yeah. and I'm yeah. just like, dude, you're a fucking disgusting, filthy animal. Like, how dare you? Leave it dirty, and again, it's like those people who have dirty cars, dirty homes, who are hoarders. It's like, yeah, well, you live in filth, so why not just the spread it around everybody standard else? Standard of
2: behavior,
3: behavior, you know. Yeah.
4: I think all those people should be hung.
3: Have you seen the guy on YouTube who like zip ties? Anytime he he sits yes. in parking lots and he yes. waits for someone to fucking do that, and then he like grabs the cart really quick and zip ties into their fucking door handle. But they're
1: not. <laughs> they're i not, definitely definitely keep. The industrial size zip ties. Not not even the ones that that a pocket knife will get to. You need need fucking bolt cutters for those bitches. (laughs) You need a pair of dice to get through these. Maybe
2: you could also handcuff people with them. I also work well in shopping carts. Yeah, cart yeah. <laughs> flexi cups.
4: I just think that, I mean, I guess it's more of a society problem where we, again, going back to if we allow people to get away with certain behaviors, it they're going to keep sure. doing this. Which is kind of reverts back to everything we've been talking about today is the fact that people get away with not returning their shopping carts, and it's so fucking gross and mainly, it's Karens and fucking fat people. Mm. And my God, do I hate fucking fat people.
2: Dude, I've gained 10 pounds in the past...
4: You're a fat ...60 days, and she's been
2: judging me this whole time. <laughs> the whole time. I, I've been That's waiting. why you're wearing a hoodie today. That's right, I'm trying to cover up. <laughs> <laughs> the whole 30 starts in January, I'll drop 20, everything will be cool, and then we'll be friends again.
4: But in, in all seriousness, no, it's just because the fact that people are too lazy, and they're fucking fat. And this whole COVID thing really put a
2: fuck the world up is what it did.
4: Well, not only that, but it allowed fucking gross fat people to be more fucking gross fat people and get away Mm. with certain things. Yeah, Yeah. and it's like, well, it's not my job. (laughs) 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 Oh, Drew, don't
3: do that. (laughs) That painted a picture. That painted painted uh, a picture. Gabe sent me a video. Sends fire into my fucking blood. (laughs) When, when, When I'm in the store and someone is so fat that they physically can't walk, and they have to use one of the carts that's meant for old people.
5: Or yeah. hurt people. Or, or physically yeah. injured people.
3: No legs or something. Actual. Like people who legitimately <laughs> deserve it, but you're so fucking fat that you've got your O2 tank in the front of it. <laughs> so that it can Intel, yeah. So that it can help your failing lungs because all the oh. fucking pressure on them from Look, your Andy's body
4: gotta weight. has got to take his... Uh, I'm he, got, he got <laughs> all sensitive. He got all sensitive She's
3: and I am taking his off. Feeling pressure. <laughs> all
2: fat shaming me. Thanks, Drew. Jeez. And then man. they... Make they, sure you keep your shirt pulled down.
0: They path. roll by
3: you <laughs> and just...
2: Holy! You guys are fuckers.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we were at a we were at a Christmas pageant for our twin boys, and there's this fat fucking piece of shit, dumb broad, that's sitting a couple rows in front of us, two fucking chairs. That Oof. she was sitting on. And they were bending about ready to fucking break. Did you did The you world's see,
3: strongest fucking chairs. Did you see Southwest? Southwest. Is it Southwest? Yeah. Oh, we already talked about that oh, a couple weeks man.
4: ago. Oh, no, we didn't. That was on our last Rowdy round table that got deleted. No, no, it wasn't. Yeah, it was.
0: No, it was on the show before that. Oh, mm-hmm. was it? So, even more so, Gabe sent me a video uh, on the old Instagram of this fat chick asking for a seatbelt extender. For Delta, I think it was. And she delayed. She managed to get the flight delayed because they had to wait to find this chick a seatbelt extender. And she's blaming Delta because they didn't have seatbelt extenders ready (laughs) and available.
3: The best part of the video, she films
0: herself. Here's the thing. Uh, and she's wheezing while she's asking for a fucking seatbelt. Like she's
1: like sweating. She you're a, like, dude, you're in an air conditioned belt. building. How are you sweating? Extender. Yeah, she's all she's all hyped up. So naturally, yeah. she, you know. Um, uh, but, but see. <laughs> 150
2: years ago, they, those people wouldn't have made
1: it.
0: Same two tigers dead, motherfucker dead.
1: No, they just the, died. The, fucking dead. two a, tigers a, eat everybody.
3: Here's the weird part, though, right? From a, from like a human psychological <laughs> point. She've, part of the video, remember, she's playing the victim yeah. in this, yeah, yeah, yeah. as we've talked shocker. about many. Yeah, shocker, right? Shocker. Part victim. of the video F- F- is F- her F- F- filming F- herself F- trying to F- buckle the normal seatbelt. And obviously, it doesn't
1: it's barely fucking it's go not across her Wait, waist. Let me, not oh, with that attitude. Is, Let me
0: purposely interrupt it's, here for a
1: second. For human Has anyone here cattle. ever
0: taken a flight and fully extended the seatbelt? It's belt pretty now. long. It's Fucking huge. Ever. All right, I did it, the, like, one of the, w- earlier the last year, when all this fat shit started coming out, when they were like, well, fat people need more chairs, or whatever. I'm like, I just, we were flying, I'm like, I just want to see. I think Drew was, like, asleep. I'm sitting there, I'm watching a movie, and they're like, <laughs> How big is that? And it max? just, like, hit my head, right? Like, hit me in the brain, and I'm like, I gotta fucking know, you know? So, like, extended out. You could put three glens in there.
2: Yeah, but you gotta understand, it goes, The, the when people gain a ton of weight, they sit off, the, the seat much, much more. And then you add the gunt and, and everything in front. <laughs> the, guns and the gun. And you need all that <laughs> circumference. So that's, that's, a, it's a, a that's a thing. Noise. The gunt, dude. When BMI normal. increases, it's not just in the front. It's not like your your back's on the on the seat. It's You're pushed off
0: significantly. So, that is true. They actually yeah. don't sit. With, if you ever notice, they don't sit with their back to, like, anything. As well, right. did but you...
4: Their back's never touched anything.
1: wouldn't any. touch. Yeah. I think,
0: yeah.
4: I, think yeah. I sent you guys that meme uh, that was making fun of Southwest, where it was that big old fat bitch. She was, like, jiggling her butt, and she was like, oh, is this seat taken? Oh, Not anymore. And she's, mm-hmm. like, some YouTube... I'll
3: throw you out the fucking I mean, airplane. She's, she's a,
4: she's they, a TikTok they, influencer. They called her a...
3: They called her a a fat influencer. They call you a
4: fat
0: influencer and then someone oh, shorted a influencer. Of fat influencer.
3: I love that term, fat influencer.
5: <laughs> so oh just,
3: just for everyone's essay, <laughs> oh, the average length of an airline seatbelt fully extended is 45 to 50 that's inches. That's what I'm
1: fucking that's saying!
3: A that's a lot. That's but a that's big half. waist, boys. That's, that's a half. big
1: waist. That's, that's <laughs> that maybe a little more than that.
0: Well, because
1: that's, that's not so
3: this girl, She's like this, that's, right? That's and half your body. Right, just
0: your front body. She's
3: doing like these little T-Rex arms and then The video, she's like, look at how they don't, uh, you don't identify. Here's my thing. How do you you not identify that as a fucking problem? You know what I mean? Instead of being like,
1: definitely a problem for the person next to. Oh,
3: this is against me. It's not. Wow, I'm fucked up and giant.
4: Southwest is now booting paid passengers off so fat people could take up two motherfucking seats that they're not paying for.
2: Uh, my wife. I wasn't with her. My wife had a flight where she was in a similar scenario and the lady next to her told her that she should have bought a first-class ticket.
5: Huh.
2: Yeah. So the reasoning there is is that whole victim mentality. Ah, but so instead goes. of taking per, uh, responsibility no. for your own health right. and yeah. your own... Stature, right? It's someone, it's, else's, problem it's to... someone else's problem because they didn't, wanna, <laughs> they didn't want to. They didn't want to buy a which, first class flight. Which I don't I, again, understand that mentality. Well, that's, that's hard to give a mouse
4: a cookie, right? Mm. You're allowing these people to get away with these behaviors. You had shitty kids that grew up and now have kids that think it's okay. You know, big is beautiful. That whole fucking movement that happened. It's like, no, we are the laughing stock of the world. I one of my favorite commercials of all time is Putin's Christmas commercial from last year, mm. where he goes in and corrects, you know, the transgender, the gay, the fat people. Like he he goes in as Santa, and it, have you ever seen that? No. Oh, it's. I'm trying
2: to skip the pro-Russian. It's You pretty will good. enjoy this. Really? You yes. will like oh, it. Oh, that's scary. Yeah. So.
4: Putin comes How to this house. How fucked up house. is
0: it yeah. that pro-Russian propaganda is something that's worth fucking watching? Oh, boy.
4: So, Putin is outside yeah. this house. He's dressed up as Santa. He has a sack. He looks into it and kind Happy of, Putin? like, yeah, himself. He looks at it and he kind of shakes his head and he's got a sack. So, he goes down the chimney and there's a picture of um, a gay couple, two dudes and a little girl. He, like, walks by and the photo is corrected to a mom and dad and a little girl. And then the Santa, I think it's like a Santa list where the little girl is requesting all boy clothes and to grow a penis or something. Everything's in English because it's designed to target Americans. And so it was like, I want little boy clothes, blah, 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 blah. So he then transitions the thing and gives the girl clothes. Her hair is cut short. I think her hair grows out and like... He leaves a pretty Christmas dress for her. And then there's a couple other things that he had corrected, like there's a fat blah blah blah. And he literally goes in and corrects everything. And it's like we are literally the laughing stock of the entire world. Mm. No other country has these problems with these changenders. Mm. We've always been the fattest nation in the world for years and years and years. It's because of all the fucking McDonald's and all that horseshit. Sugar. And it's so it's just like It's because we had these kids that grew up who were never taught anything, who were never disciplined, because their parents may have been too hard in the 70s and 60s, and then they're like, I'm not going to raise my kid like that, Mm -hmm. and then you get all these fucking retards, and now they keep procreating, you're like, you can't talk to your child like that, you can't fucking talk to your, you can't do that to your kid. And it's like, dude, I'll fucking knock your lights out if you tell me how to raise my kid again. You know like, I, I'm sorry. the whole
3: tough man, easy times You know thing. what I love yeah, is the, exactly. yeah. the concept Recival. of soft parenting. Have you ever heard that shit? Have you yeah. ever seen it in yeah, real life?
0: Yeah. Oh, too many times.
3: Holy and you know what shit. their
4: kid does? Fuck you, mom. And yeah, they do And they're nothing. like, okay,
3: honey. They're like, That's okay, honey. Okay. So no, we, gonna... We've talked about that type of language before. <laughs> you know you know what? Well, I mean, first off, I would never utter, utter those words to my fucking parents as a child or an adult. Yeah. But you know what would have been the immediate reaction? Ass whooping. Ass whooping in the yeah. fucking store for everyone to watch. A hundred percent. You know why? Because it be it's happened to f- before to me as a child for way minor things. Yeah, way less than that. Yeah. 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 Learn
1: respect well, through violence. Oh shit. it's funny
4: is Mila had just made a comment to us yesterday. When she was younger and she would say bad words, I'd put hot sauce in her mouth. Ooh. That's how she
0: said she learned to like hot sauce. Yeah. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. So yeah, I mean, that
1: is conditioning.
4: We are. Yeah.
1: That's two Ws. <laughs>
4: <laughs> we were we were at a ta- we were at a taco spot yesterday, uh, eating with two of my aunts that are in town. And um, she was asking the hot sauces, and our oldest daughter was like, yeah, it's pretty hot. And she goes, well, I like hot sauce. And I was like, oh, yeah, when did you start liking hot sauce? She goes, ever since you started putting it in my mouth when I said bad words.
2: <laughs> Jeez.
0: So
4: there's a side effect.
2: Yeah, there's <laughs> a side effect. You get conditioned to.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it unintended consequence. Being tough on your kids makes them tough, turns out. Yeah, yeah. That crazy
2: concept. Weird. My, my dad was born in 32 and was 47 when I was born, and so I grew up with like grandparent values from my parents. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, it's definitely definitely different times. And I'm I'm you know, I'm I'm pretty hard on my kids only because I want them to be strong and independent yep. and mm-hmm. self sufficient and so there's a balance to be found for sure.
4: Bartel said throw something at AJ for me. <laughs> if it's duck shaped, he might catch it with his mouth. Taco. Duck shape? Bartel. <laughs> Maybe he meant dick shape. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think that's hey, Auto correct. Yeah, uh, autocorrect. Autocorrect, auto-correct, auto-correct,
3: auto-correct ruined another good joke. you, was, you, gotta hey, hey, your, you, you your got to screen. is, got to screen your jokes before you, know, you hit send.
2: Bartell knows all the good taco spots, so, uh, so you can blow them up if you want. Right, uh, if, if i got family in town and we're going to Yuma or somewhere here, I always reach out to Bartell. Yeah, really? Hey, man, we're the good taco spots. I'm dead serious. All right, now I know. Now has got it figured out. So, and then
4: uh Mark Uncle Mark sent a very sad face. <laughs> yeah, well,
0: you know what? We can't, you know. Yeah. You could have taken a fucking Uber guy or we could have come pick you up. AJ said he was gonna drive from well, I thought he was in New York Anthem to come yeah. get you, so yeah, whatever. I was like, I would have got him. And they're like, he's in Gilbert. <laughs>
2: I'm like, Oh I still would have got I him. I still would've got him. <laughs>
0: All right, any any other good uh uh talking points for routing Roundtable today? What else mm. we got? You said you had something good. What was it? Drew Drew started in on the uh, the shopping carts. And the fat shaming. You're like, oh, I got a good one. Oh,
2: no. I think it was just the whole Costco thing. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) That's, that's. It's. Uh, I recognize that that being an in industry that we're in, in, the, in our daily loadout, that's probably a very poor choice. But sometimes <laughs> it is the only choice. Well,
4: <laughs> my favorite is when fat people try to put body armor on and then try and run around with it, and they're like, got I gotta plenty. take, I gotta take this off. I'm like, mm. <laughs> they're, they're,
1: Well, you're uh, covering like three ribs. Settle down. Yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to
2: mention names, but we were at a uh, we were at a uh, Independence Day action. Match uh-huh. in July oh. at Ben Avery. Oh, okay. We all of us signed up a few years ago. Okay. For a yeah, a few years ago for a rifle competition mm-hmm. in July mm-hmm. in Phoenix, fucking Arizona. Okay. No. It's, it was a hundred and holy shit. You I, get I, what you get. Right. I it was one fifteen. Right. Mm-hmm. And I ran it in full kit. Mm-hmm. Never took it off. Mm-hmm. Right. And I remember, you know, there 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 was an individual that ran off the stage, ripped his body armor off, and dumped himself in the public water cooler and wanted to quit the match. Like, but he signed up for this, man. Like, this is, this is part of it. Like, let's go. Come on. And he's a phenomenal shooter. I'll never take that away from him. But yeah. In that scenario, you gotta fucking nut up a little bit.
0: Yeah. So, it's interesting about, like, every topic we've talked about today kind of has a common theme and it's, it's calling people out. I think what tends to lack the most in society is all of us are so fucking scared of the fallout of business. The fallout of personal or professional standings, some kind of fallout, as it were. We're all afraid of some kind of negative interaction Backplash. or whatever. Yeah, that, yeah because, like, <clears throat> yeah, if we're on, let's say, a plane and some fat person says to you or your, or your wife, Well, you should have got a first class. It's like, Well, you shouldn't be on an airplane. You should, you should be eating Twinkies. You I, be I had to pay extra so to get my fat. oversized luggage. <laughs> which weighs less than you do. Your left leg, yeah. Why the fuck is that even a pot? Like, go fuck yourself. Like, literally, go fucking suck start a shotgun. You're a useless fucking human being. I can't hear anything you're saying out of the sound of how fucking fat you are. Mm. The more that I think we call people out on their, like... Whether it's transgenderism, whether it's being fat, whether it's being all this ridiculous COVID shit, whether it's not putting the shopping carts away, whether it's being a shitty customer, whether it's asking stupid questions, whether it's doing stupid shit out of context. People in our industry, it is because people don't get called out, because people don't get held accountable, because in my opinion, people get punched in the mouth enough anymore. Mm. Like these fat bitches, you fucking punch one of those bitches in the mouth. Yeah, if, if, cl- if crying victim didn't do anything for them... Wiring their jaw shut will help them lose weight. That's exactly true. <laughs> the point being is, like, because people don't get punched in the mouth, because people don't get called out, because idiots in our industry don't get told, you're what you're doing is fucking stupid, half these fucking instructors in our fucking industry are persona non grata from their fucking units. Half of them. That means they're no longer fucking welcome back at the unit that they fucking love to claim. My other effect... negative fucking thing with these guys is I would never sell a product based on the blood-soaked legacy of any fucking organization I ever worked with. That's a sellout, and you're a cheap fuck who has no fucking personality. Your dick and your fucking brain are so fucking small together that you cannot sell or create anything on your own without dragging in the blood-soaked legacy of other fucking people you used Mm. to work with. Used to work with. Who now, for the most part, literally over half the fucking people in this industry are persona non grata from their fucking units. Not welcome back. That is a serious fucking problem. Like, if you're that way, holy shit, you should probably fucking kill yourself. That means that the fucking people that you're betting your whole fucking background on don't want you around anymore. That's a pretty serious fucking problem. Pretty serious. And so like, that's what we see more and more and more because we don't call those people out. We don't because we don't call out the freaking shitty clients and customers because they go, you know what? Why don't you call me back when you have a real fucking question? This is a business. I'm doing business. Like in reality, yeah. Brian's working on pieces for companies that pay his whole fucking living. Everything. And you want to ask me a stupid fucking question about whether or not you should go with green or orange. You're not even talking about the same fucking colors on the same fucking spectrum, dude. Like, don't ask me these stupid fucking questions. But because we go like, well, okay, let me suck it up and just deal with this customer. Let's have a
1: five-minute convo. Because we do this shit. Because we
0: do it. It fucks us. Because we don't call up people and go, hey, you fucking piece of shit. Like, I still live by the creed. If I find someone dumping in the desert, I will shoot them. If I ever actually saw someone dumping all their fucking garbage in the desert like I see, I would fucking kill them. Oh, there's a lot of spots in the desert.
1: Allegedly. 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 <coughs>
0: because I think that that's worth fucking doing. Because if you don't stop these fuckers, they're just going to keep doing that. And then it continues to get our fucking land Well, just like the shopping Just like the shopping cart. One person does it, politician. they'll stack it and stack Wait, it and stack it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Right. Mm. Also that. Same. Same. Same.
1: Different. Allegedly. Same. Allegedly. Allegedly.
3: Getting back to my cabin concept, but
0: yeah, <laughs> mailing random objects from the cabin. <laughs> okay, okay. Uncle. <laughs> <laughs> also, okay. <laughs> also, also allegedly. Also Alleged. highly. Very, allegedly.
1: Very allegedly. <laughs> yeah, very
0: <laughs> allegedly. My point is, just, just so all so
4: hypothetical. Allegedly because allegedly so many just
0: of us girls continue stopping. to sit yeah. back <laughs> and just take so much. That's why all of this happens. And at a small scale here, we're talking about being annoyed by fat people and people who don't take their shopping carts back and customers who ask us stupid questions. And people are in the industry who lie about shit.
1: People that, just not being efficient. That's
0: frustrating, right? Okay, now go to a higher level and say... We're being taxed an insane amount. Like, we had a a friend of ours at the house yesterday I was having a coffee with, and he's telling me about this great bonus he's getting from work. Amazing. It's a huge bonus. Like, I'm talking big time, could set this guy up for the next stage in his life kind of money. How many figures? 38% is his taxes. Yeah, 38%. If he has a bad account. Yes. So, we're talking about that right now. But the point being is, like, that's the kind of shit... We're, we're being annoyed at little shit that we can have a decent effect on. But this bigger shit, allowing the more we allow people to get away with, the more they get away with it, the more they're emboldened to continue to do not just that, but worse.
2: Historically speaking, at what time, at what point in this whole scenario, did Benjamin grab the muskets? A long time ago. Right?
0: A long time ago. Yeah, they, they started yeah. shooting a while ago. A long time ago. So the more that you put up with on a personal level, the more you'll be willing to put up on a professional level, the more you'll be willing to put up on a political level, district and state and national and societal and whatever.
2: So go backwards from that claim Mm -hmm. and every one of those has a
0: limit. Yes. And that's, I think that's important to Not not anymore. But people Not have to anymore. determine Those individually what yeah. is that limit. Like literally and logistically, what is that limitation?
3: Well, you know, this is a fucking... Here's here's a good example of this, right? Mayor of Illinois, this fucking chick, mm. has given herself a $224,000 salary, mm. got caught saying that she was working a 214-hour work week. I don't, fucking math, right? Of
0: work. Yeah.
3: Then she also says that
0: if anyone if, else gets elected, if she
3: doesn't get elected, the salary for her position should be $25,000 a year. Mm. She took a $100,000 luxury trip to Vegas w- for her and her team. Yep, I
0: know this chick. Oh, yeah. is this
4: that blackout? Yeah. 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 And Do her you brother, know? like, she pays her brother, like, $75,000 yeah. for Do you know what would
3: have happened, like, a hundred years ago or 200 years Something ago? About tar and feathers, I think. Yeah. If that, like, how the fuck did we get to the point where we're at where this shit is not, yeah, hang them on a fucking light pole. Go into their house, drag them out by their fucking hair, and hang them up on a light pole.
2: That's what ought to happen.
1: You know what it, I mean? Is
2: it because we're too comfortable in our, in our...
1: Uh, Comfort room? has a lot to do with it. Fallout yeah, has a lot to do yeah. with it. Comfort does. Right. You know, you know no, what I mean? Nobody wants to be the first. Yeah. Because, you know, we have lives and I had, jobs. I had, a, and I had someone at, at
2: the shop say the exact same thing. Nobody wants to be the first. Nobody wants to be the first. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
3: It's fucking madness. You know, where the fuck does the federal government get off? This is, this is another big one of my gripes since we're on the topic is mm. saying, taxes, yeah. well, taxes in general, like income tax, thef- property tax. Theft. It's 100% theft. That's obvious. But the whole like city codes and stuff like that, who the, f- you're going to drive onto my property in your fucking white government truck <clears throat> and say, hey, uh, you have a permit for that shed on your, dude, get the fuck off my property. And I, I, know can I guarantee
0: mean. you that if those inspectors started getting They had a little pushback. A little bit of pushback. All it takes is one, is a is a common phrase. Yep. Yeah. All of a sudden they would be like, hey, you but know nobody what? Nobody wants to be the first. I don't think we fucking
2: do. Because that, do that guy first. dies. Let's that be real. Yeah.
1: That you guy know. dies. Yeah. Nobody wants to be the first. Hmm. That, that shit dies. is. That guy dies. Absolutely we solve a family, we solve a job, we saw have... Mortgages, rent, whatever—we still got things due, and you can't do that from prison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't do that from the yeah. grave, and nobody wants to be the first, and mm-hmm. that's why yep. nothing happens.
3: But it's just absolutely fucking atrocious to me. I think it's disgusting.
1: I, I agree. But you have the, people uh, like us waiting back, and say, like, "You know what? I don't want to be the first, but I might be the third. Yeah, <laughs> sitting back, just like yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think it's I pretty, might be the third. Pretty, pretty obvious fourth. that the
2: the government has gone beyond what the founding fathers intended, mm-hmm. right? If only they put.
0: Certain checks and balances in place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if only there were certain checks and balances in place. The problem is there are checks and balances in place and we just blew right through them. Mm. Yeah. And as the people, we allowed them to be blown through. And here here's why. I'll I'll wrap up my comments for today with this. When I, I used to teach at a high school, um, and I I might have even told the story on the show before, but I used to teach this high school up in when I was still living in Prescott. And I only taught one class once a semester. It was a charter school. And it was, uh, I taught a class called Youth Safety Education. I only taught it for four weeks, technically five weeks, because there was a fifth bonus week if the kids all did their homework and shit. And uh, I taught for four weeks, three hours a week, one day a week. So pretty minimal. It was more like, I shouldn't say I taught at high school so much as I taught a class at a high school. But I taught mostly junior and senior age students. And I taught them four different pro- or four different classes. Class number one was um, Rights in the Constitution. The second class was um, sa- uh, Firearm Safety. <clears throat> the third class was Emergency Medical. And the fourth class was like Overall Emergency Preparedness. <clears throat> and then if they did all their homework, this school actually paid for me to take them to the range and let them shoot. Mm. It was cool. It was a lot of fun. So, class number one, this I would start. It's kind of a rough school. It's one of those... Uh, kind of last chance type charter mm-hmm. high schools. Like, hey man, they've been <clears throat> they've been having problems at other schools. A lot of these kids had a lot of problems in their lives, and some of them were just left behind by a system that they didn't fit into. But uh, I would ask this question. I would introduce myself. I would give the basic class rules, which were: pay attention, don't talk while while someone else is talking, and if you bring snacks, you got to bring them for everybody. Those were literally my three class rules. So. Then I would say, all right, guys, <clears throat> how many of you kids, and again, we're talking, you know, junior, senior age kids, which at this point in public education should know something about something, right? You would think. So I would say, all right, guys, how many of you guys have had an interaction with law enforcement? Raise your hand. Any, any interaction. And most of these kids would raise their hand. Okay, keep your hands up. Keep your hands up if you feel like your rights were violated, all right? Most of the hands would stay Okay, now keep your hands up. Okay. And then I would pick a kid and I'd go, tell me... Seven of the 10 Bill of Rights. Okay, next kid, give me six. Okay, next kid, give me five, four, three, two. By the time I got to two, the majority of the class could haberdashery style fucking piece together two rough ideas of what the fucking rights were. I go, okay, everybody, everybody put your hands down. And then literally I would say, how fucking dare you guys. How fucking dare you? Raise your hands and say that your rights were violated. You don't even know what they are. <laughs> it took the whole class to do that. So I would teach this class and the kids would be like, oh, shit, right? And then we'd learn about the Bill of Rights and we'd learn about the Constitution. We'd learn about the laws. What most of these kids right? have been lied to most of their lives, right? And then what was interesting is <clears throat> I was given this presentation. I think it was the second year. And I had some of the staff go hey the kids are like really loving this class I'm like that's good that's good and then uh, they're like yeah but man you're like your' some of your uh, some of your stuff is pretty uh pretty rough and I'm like yeah okay so I had the the guy who's this really great dude who ran the school I said hey gather all your staff together um, one day and uh, I want to do a training with them all right it's on me this one's on me I'm going to give you guys about a, about a 30 minute quick overlook at what I'm doing and they were like, he was like, yeah, totally. Let's do it like after school one day. So get all this, st- all the staff together. It's about twelve teachers, and I'm like, all right, guys, <clears throat> raise your hands <laughs> if you think that you've ever, if you've ever had an interaction with law enforcement. Okay, okay. Raise, keep your hands up if you ever think you've been, you've had your rights violated. Okay, you, who still has your hands up, give me seven of the amendments. Okay, you give me six. How about you give me five? And I'm like, look, I'm just a contractor coming in here teaching a class, but you guys are failing these kids. Yep. What are you teaching them? Science? Math? English? How about teaching them their fucking
1: rights? A lot of times people think their their rights got violated because they were either offended or they were called out on something that yeah. they probably should have been called, called out on. And of. that's more often than not what it really that's is. That's usually what it is. Someone got called out and they're like, oh, but my rights! And it's like, no, you don't have any rights. Yeah, here. it's like, well, you broke the law Yeah, and somebody told you that you broke the law and you got mad at them. And now forfeit
3: those rights. And you got mad at them. Yeah.
1: <laughs> now you're a violent offender and that turns out now you have no rights, so yeah. there's nothing to violate. So the point being
0: is... It, there's a lot of people who, you know, talk about rising up, and we're going to do this and do that. And it's like, okay, you're going to rise up because your rights were violated. Off the top of your head, give me seven. Give me six of the ten. Give me five. Give me four. Oh, give me three. three.
1: Fuck, what's the first one?
0: Give me two. Right? <laughs> it's like most people have no fucking idea. and It's like, okay, now, in addition to that, like you were talking about, let drag them out of, the, out of their house. Okay, go ahead and do 50 push-ups. Yeah. Run a mile. Yep.
1: Skill assessment.
0: Let's do a quick basic, you know, we went over this shit last time. I, I can't remember. I think we actually did it in our last show. Yeah. Um, did we do it with the show? Yep. Okay. Previously where I gave my physical fitness standards. So it's like yeah. basic, basic level physical fitness standards. Just do that. If you can do this, that's a baseline and then build from there. But, yeah, everybody wants to. The, the problem with fighting back is. They've destroyed, like we were talking about, right? They've destroyed our testosterone. They've destroyed our family values. There's more divorce homes now than there ever has been. Um, they've destroyed us with media. They've destroyed us with education. They've convinced our kids to have purple hair and be transgender. Um, they've destroyed our public education. They've destroyed our taxation system. They've they've, they've destroyed Bat our military. They've destroyed our image of what a human being should be. They've destroyed everything, and it's by design. And, and, I, and now they're it,
2: flooding the borders.
0: And now I hear people go, that's not by design. That is not a Just like you, kill yourself. If you think that, I'm serious, fucking kill yourself. If you don't think it's by design anymore, you're so into it. You are so brainwashed. You are so lost at this point. You're so lost. I don't want to be around you. And I don't think you and I should be on the same planet. One of us has to kill ourselves and it ain't going to be me.
3: You know what's pretty crazy too is they can like track all that shit on a linear timeline. When we're talking about Mm -hmm. like the transgenderism and you know all these different type of what are mental disorders they can they can track them on like a wave scale right and they they trend and then they go away for a couple hundred years and they come back yeah and if you look at all historical right yeah and and it's like if you look at that stuff
2: rome
0: had
1: something yeah even rome even rome fell
3: yeah (laughs) and like when you look at it like that clearly these things can be influenced or manipulated in a way that it's advantageous for certain people, 100%. You know what I mean?
0: So the point, coming back to it is, if we don't start standing up for what we actually believe is right, I don't care whether it's a shopping cart in the parking lot or whether it's fat person on an airplane or whether it's a shitty fucking customer or whoever it is, if we don't start standing up for what we believe is like, no, this is wrong to do. Don't do this because this is wrong. The you know, one thing I, I really hit, we have... Uh, twin boys and one thing I really hit them with that I, I how I'm teaching them with stuff is I go this isn't what men do or this is what men do that's how I describe everything to them like they'll they'll say something or do something good and I'll say that is what men do good job or they'll do something that's inappropriate or ineffective and I'll go that is not what men do we don't do that that's not what men do you know and it it fucking straightens them up because their number one thing is uh, they want to be a man, you know? Yeah. They
4: want to be like dad. Mm. So it's like,
3: this is well, what men do. That concept is fucking long yeah. gone these days.
0: Not for all. Yeah, not for everybody. Not
3: for everyone, everybody, but for I'd everybody. say, I mean, have you been to the fucking... Societal. S- yeah, societal. I mean, yeah. Miranda and I were at the store the, the other night, and I mean, watching these families, mm. it was Kids terrifying. shit
0: sitting in shopping carts has got to be my pet peeve at the market. Mm. Kids in shopping cart, Big kids. I'm not talking about babies. I mean, big kids who sit in the shopping you cart walk. and play a game.
3: Well, n- it's not even that we were. If my
0: kid try that, I would dump the fucking shopping cart. <laughs> I'm not even like, kidding. I would basket. dump, and then I would <laughs> make them pick up all the, all shit, the shit and yeah. put it back in. Yeah. And then I would make them run suicides up and down a, the a fucking aisle. Between yeah. Everything. yeah. 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 Fucking serious. <laughs> Getting the fucking shopping cart. What are you crippled?
4: <laughs> Our kids are pros at push-ups right now. Yeah. <laughs>
0: My daughter and I are doing fucking push-ups forms. every night. Yeah, perfect fucking
2: form. Well, in,
4: we do <coughs> corporal punishment at home, so if they get in trouble... It's all push-ups. All push-ups. Yep. And I
0: only count
1: the good ones. Yeah. <laughs> one. One. Exactly. Still one. one. Army one, standards. Yeah, one, <laughs> one. One. Still looking like one, boys. N- what are we doing? <laughs> NCO
4: dad comes out. There yeah. is yep. no more dad.
0: <laughs> They've got to know a different version of and, sometimes. And, and, and they'll, <laughs> they'll
2: grow up to be... Good solid men, right? The yeah, thing so is really about good. Well our like,
4: daughter does Our daughters do that too. <clears throat>
2: yeah,
0: mine do. So. And our our kids, unfortunately, you know, are either gonna rule the world or be ruled by it. And mm. and so we have to teach them how to rule the world. And up against what they're up against right now, it's it's too fucking easy. Yeah. I mean that's like the thing, you know, when when our oldest son, who's now almost almost twenty one, um, he when he like went into high school, he was like, "Dude, everybody here does the bare minimum. Like I'm exceptional, but all I'm doing is what I'm supposed to do." He he joined the workforce and he's like, "I'm exceptional. All I'm doing is what I'm supposed to do. Like my bosses praise me, and he's a hardworking kid." Due no to doubt. basic
1: standards, but yeah. He's like, "I'm yeah. just
0: doing my job, yeah, and everybody thinks I'm amazing. I just show up on time and do my job." and maybe do a little extra when I can, and everybody thinks I'm incredible. So the point is, is if this goes back to that standards measurement thing I was talking about, if we don't hold ourselves to a high standard, if we don't call people out when they don't meet that standard, things just get worse. When people want to know, like, what do we do? Okay, maybe we can't drag people from their houses because that puts us in prison. But what we can do, at least for the time being, until it gets to that point, which is probably already past that point, like what AJ was talking about, but at some point in time, things are going to shift. What we've got to do in the meantime Is just hold people to a standard, and people who don't want to maintain your standards don't have in your life. Simple as that.
1: So, there's a line from one of my favorite shows, Letter Kenny, that says, "If a man's going to be anything, he should be efficient." It's a good line, and that one stuck with me. Goes back to the shopping cart. Mm
5: -hmm.
1: Put it there when you park. Park next to the stall. Take a cart from the stall. Saves a step. Mm -hmm. Use it. What you said in Costco? If you're there to eat, which I go to eat, that's, and that's cool. The fuck go out there. Right the fuck don't out don't, don't get, get your cart. Don't get your cart, so you can get in and out. Maybe you can double fist. Maybe you can get two for one. Because I'm going to. And then you, you go to that You go to <laughs> you go to every. You go to every little kiosk and you get two snacks. And then when you're done snacking, then go get a cart. Mm. Then get your chores you done. Then get the yeah. fuck out. Get the chore get to, to choren put your <laughs> put your car back in the stall which you park next to because yep. you're efficient mm-hmm. and then go out with your day I like it like
3: you know I'm gonna start intro in classes like that for now on like litter Kenny style when <laughs> we start doing scenarios. You're with your pals at the store the other day.
5: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: I've never seen it, so I don't Let it
0: get oh my gosh. This is called <laughs> professional growth, country. everybody. So, yeah. we a, yeah.
4: so we had a listener say that my two-year-old and four-year-old, you sir and ma'am, Amazing. please and thank you, fuck Amazing. this new world. Exactly. Amazing. And you know right what's... So part of the resistance. Of t- today, <laughs> yeah. we dropped the forerunner off at um, Yoda Pros, Yoda. which I highly recommend if you guys have a Toyota. Yoda Pros is on Paris and Elliot, and uh, they were two master mechanics that quit Toyota because they were sick and tired of dealing with Toyota and the corruption that has taken place within the uh, foundation of Toyota. So they opened up their own small little shop. They were highly recommended. We jumped on many many Yoda forums, and everybody was like Yoda Pros, Yoda Pros, Yoda Pros. Them, yeah.
2: yeah, very very. We're looking Yodas. for a forerunner right now. So dude, yeah. Yoda, Yoda Pros is, pros is amazing. To to
4: Once we found out about them, even with them, so. yeah. yeah, even with uh, my Toyota still being covered, we still took my Toyota there. Every time I walk in, Mike and Mark are always like, "Hello, Mrs. Stilson, how's it going today?" They remember us, mm. and he calls service. me Mrs. Stilson. Because he knows. Yeah. He doesn't call me Drew. He says, Mrs. Stilson, how's business? He knows what we do for a living. Like, just it's walking connected. in mm-hmm. there, it's almost like you're walking back in time I dig because it. they're I dig so service oriented that they want to make sure everybody's happy. And it's not just me that they do that with, it's other clients as well. It's, hello, Mr. Blah, 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 blah. Mrs. Blah, blah, blah. How are you today? Are you going to be joining us today? They have this cute little lounge. They have coffee. They typically have some type of. Pastries or something for people to eat while they're waiting there in the morning and everything. And it's just a nice little shop. And they're. They
2: work in a world that still appreciates respect. Yes. I dig it.
4: And they are very much valued. Mm. And even today, I walked in and they noticed that my husband has a brand new truck because last time we were there, he had the old uh, F 150. Yeah. How do you
2: like the diesel? I love it. Yeah. Once you go diesel, you never go back. Mm-hmm. It's black, right? Did you, you get the bubble fixed? <laughs> no.
4: We're waiting. My brother. Still, Still waiting, waiting that for that
0: fucking bumper, dude.
2: It's an
4: ADM the bumper? a, a
0: double, d. A double
4: yeah, d,
0: yeah. A d yeah. Yeah, they said it was going to be six weeks. It's now been about 18 weeks.
1: <laughs> told Drew at Halloween we should just get hammered at the shop and make you one, but... <laughs> <laughs> It'll look real nice. coat it, too. <laughs> last time Drew got
0: hammered and involved my truck, that's what caused the problem with the bumper. It's oh. only right. Bring a full circle.
1: That's redemption tour,
0: boys. That's what <laughs> we call <it. laughs>
4: That's a big bitch too.
0: It is. It's a freaking nice truck. Hello, right.
4: rock meat truck. <laughs> yeah.
0: Fitness moment, Drew. Go. All
4: right. So what I have for you guys today is muscle fatigue. And muscle starts to deteriorate after 40. AJ and Gwenny. Oops. Oof. So. Oh, that was a call.
2: Episode.
0: Well, that's right. tried not to make that that's happen. Definitely, but No, we just me. Me.
2: went on a whole thing about calling
0: people out. She's oh. following your
4: lead. Yeah. yeah. Definitely she a call out. out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I am
0: 40. That's true. Continue.
4: And so, if you are not using it, you are going to lose it, and your body will start to uh, reabsorb the muscle. Yeah. So, don't be weak and pathetic, and uh, be efficient. Be efficient. Be, be effective. Be
1: Fifty-year-old new gonna, arm. Going to be and, anything. Be efficient.
4: And in vain with that, I will also say, make sure that you're doing whatever reps you're doing properly, because if you're not doing the proper exercise, those muscles are not going to get what they should be doing and so if you're incorrectly lifting weights or you're incorrectly squatting you're going to keep doing all these incorrect squats or methods and everything else and you're not going to see the results that you're wanting and you're not going to be using the muscles as they should be used so if you are you know new year new you right people start jumping on this Fitness thing.
0: You're you. Mm.
4: So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> same shit, different day. Yeah. You were dumb last year, you're gonna be dumb, dumb this year, this year. Mm. You're gonna be awesome last year, you were awesome this year. Mm. So,
4: anyways, if you guys are gonna make that strive to try and get into the gym more and start working out and doing everything after 40, just make sure that you guys are doing proper sets. Because if you're not doing the proper sets, that muscle's still gonna deteriorate because it's not being utilized effectively.
0: All right, fitness moment with Drew brought to you by MRC McKeller Running Club Phoenix. Don't forget Monday nights, six thirty at Chupacabra Tap Room in Mesa. Wednesday nights, six thirty at Dad's Eatery in I heard uh,
4: AJ was joining us tonight. You join
0: us tonight, at the run club Wednesday nights, six thirty, Dad's Eatery, Scottsdale. Uh, I have club afterwards. volleyball from six to eight
2: thirty. Oh man, that's the My, same time. I work and then I'm dad, and then I go to bed and I wake up and I work and then I'm dad. Yeah, it was, it was which is awesome. I know, I've awesome. only that got a few well. more years of this, and then I'll, I'll be able to train more, shoot more. like. Gotta but I'm, up. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying every Gotta minute. Gotta be there. Good. I'm that loud dad when, when his 13 uh, year old daughter, who's playing on a 14 year old volleyball team, is five foot, 90 pounds, Good. smokes an overhand to the corner and scores. Like, that's me. I'm like, let them know you're out I there. I see you Good. yelling at the ref a little bit, too. Maybe. So. Funny enough, it's my it's what? my wife that gets threatened to get removed from. Games. Oh really? From, from, so <laughs> Your sweet my sweet wife gets removed. Ah, yeah, my my stuff. daughter my daughter plays club volleyball. My son plays club baseball, and she's man addressed uh, by the one. Mom, huh? more, no yeah, shit. Yeah, it's impressive. You got to hold her back because man. if if you ever chat with her, she's very. You know, reserved. Yeah. Very, very but oh like no, it. not if you make a bad call. <laughs> She'll let you know. <laughs> She's gonna go watch the
3: game from the parking lot. Oh, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> buddy of, so this is a great story. A buddy of mine, we all grew up playing club baseball together. Yeah. Um and he would get tossed out of games habitually, just every single time. And he would take his f- fucking chair walk it to, like, the right-field or left-field yep, fence sit right and sit the right, fence. right there, yeah, right at the on. edge of the parking lot and watch the game and still chirp from there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Can't throw me out. I'm already out. Yeah, he's Ryan. like, he's like, what are you going to do? I'm already out.
4: <laughs> what do you call them? Hens clucking?
1: <laughs> They're Cluck always it. clucking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: That was recently in a group text thread. Yeah, hens clucking. <laughs> Oh, uh, so uh Merry Christmas I love that term. <laughs> Merry Christmas to everybody. I'm gonna
4: start stealing that and allegedly. Please. It's
0: uh it's a little late because we, we had pre recorded another show <laughs> that didn't go exactly the way we wanted it to go, so we ended up wanting to record another one and so that's this one. But um, anyways, Merry Christmas, late Christmas, happy new year to you guys. We'll be doing a pre recorded show for next week's show as well, because uh, obviously that'll that will be uh, New Year's Day, I believe, is the first uh, yeah. Monday. So so happy New Year early to you guys. I uh, hope you guys go out, blow up some fireworks, and have a damn good time. Just remember, uh, be safe, Uber, Lyft, don't drink and drive, don't get stupid, don't get hemmed up on some stupid bullshit with the law, and certainly don't fucking hurt anybody else. Remember, you can bring us out to train with you. Get hosting information via email, info at trainingaz.com. That's how you can get us out to your neck of the woods. Remember to follow us on Instagram and Facebook as The Arms Room Show. Independence Training, MRC Phoenix, Overwatch Precision, and Pro 2 Customs, and in memoriam maybe, I don't know, uh, you know, Arizona Machine Gun Ordnance since Mark couldn't make it. Yeah. We're, proud, we're proud members of the Heroes oh, Media Group.
4: Uncle Mark did say he, oh, he loves fat-shaming people, so oh, yeah, he's he sad does. that yeah, he... uh
0: <laughs> He misses. He, missed it. We he, did, he, he will did. be on the show in the future. We, we talked this morning. He's like, I will definitely be on the show in the future. We'll make sure to Well, he jumped
4: on the live and, and said that he loves fat-shaming people, so he was excellent. sad that he wasn't here to join in.
0: Well, his... Thingy
1: chips things. are Yeah, good. hey, Mark, thanks for spirit. leaving your pretzels Still, here. Did did all <laughs> eating your pretzels. <laughs> pretzels. And your cheese crisps.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Those things are so freaking These good. These are really They're good,
1: wonderful.
0: actually. These pepper jacks. are wonderful.
4: Costco, he said.
0: So we're proud members of the Heroes Media Group. Be sure to check out the other things our awesome network is doing. A huge thanks to AJ and Brian uh, for coming on the show. You know, people don't realize, but doing things like the show you kind of, you know, end of the year type stuff here, this costs us.
5: Mm-hmm. It
0: costs us a half a day yep. of productivity to bring clients on the show or, um, you know, associates on the show or guests or whoever we bring on the show, it costs them. It doesn't just cost us, it costs them too. So when you guys are listening to the show, you know, make sure that you're doing business with the people that we bring on the show because they're the people who care enough to take that time and come on here and talk to you and, and do all that jazz. So, Overwatch Precision, Pro 2 Customs, don't forget them when you're looking for the service that they offer.
4: And we have our alumni event with AJ coming up in yes. January.
0: January 26th for all of our Independence Training alumni. January 26th, 5 to 8 p.m. at Ben Avery. We're going to be posting it up. Um, on the alumni forum and send out a newsletter. I think we're uh, going to be doing that. I have
4: an unanswered e- uh, text message from AJ. Uh-oh.
0: Oh, God. Here we go. There's that text message saying, Hey, send me a link. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh,
4: is that it? <laughs> so we will I asked him for something in return and got nothing back. Girl, so we, we, will, we will send out
0: the information. But January 26th, Overwatch Precision is sponsoring an alumni event. All the guns and all the ammo you want at... From five to eight. You guys can come out and shoot their guns, shoot their ammo, have a good time. Independence training alumni only, so make sure you guys get in on it. All right, <laughs> I was it right? She's right. She's right. It? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. It's frustrating to argue with her. Yeah. No. Right. Don't argue with her. All right, next week, first show of the year. We're going to...
4: Medical, right? We're doing
0: medical because last year we said we're going to do medical and then after last show, (laughs) we did five fucking episodes that were medically... We're like, we're going to do so much medical, you guys are going to be insane with it. And we did five. So apologies on that. So what we're going to do in 2024 is actually do some of our classes through the show, like parts of our class on the show. So next week is going to be kind of part one of the IFAC Lifesaver classroom portion. What we're going to do is every month we're going to do like another kind of session of that so that we can talk about different types of you know treatments and stuff like that so yeah it's gonna be a good time
4: and well i think we're gonna with not the pre-recorded but with the regular shows that we do i think we're still going to keep continuing the live for instagram yeah
0: we'll 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 still keep doing that when we can yeah for sure. for sure all right guys until next time stay where stay safe and train hard you've been listening to the arms